Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here, we will be discussing anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, we would like to take a moment and thank all of you, the listeners out there, for your support. We would also like to thank our great sponsors for their support. Detailed Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, Sprue Brothers, and Basis by Bill. Please have a look at their websites and have a look at all their fine products. Now, buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a part of your modeling bench sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hey, what's crack a Model Geeks? And welcome to episode 47 of the MGPC. It's your boy Frildo, and I am joined, as usual, by my illustrious co-hosts. We got boss man D-Ran back in the house after going down the chocks in the last episode. <laughs> and then uh, Nemo's with me and Whitey. Fellas, what's going on, man? Darren, let's start with you. Well, uh, it's early. And yes, what's yes, going is. on with me is my second cup of coffee. <laughs> so, no, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Well, it's good to have you back, man. We missed you when you were gone the last it's, the last episode. I know. I mean, it's been a couple of them, hasn't it? At work, though, right? Responsibilities. I have to adult every now and again. Got to no pay way, the bills. Man. No way. Yeah. Why do that? I didn't even recognize you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Whitey Frill, what's up, man? Who's this freaking dude? Who's that? The haircut and everything. Yeah, oh, in it. Darren, what's up, man? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not as not as wild and wiry up top now. <laughs> yeah. I swear, man, your your the hair on your head grows like the hair on my back, man. Just oh, that's wrong. At least he didn't yeah, say right. the hair on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a whole lot there for some reason. <laughs> oh, All right. Okay. Well, yeah, Darren, it's, it's good to be back there, Frodo. Thanks. Oh yeah, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. And since you're back. You know, what you been working on? You have time for anything? I have not, uh, to be honest with you. It's just, uh, it's that, that time of year, man. Things are busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Work. Um, I mean, I did, uh, I did partake in Jim Bates and the plastic posse 72, 72, uh, group build. That was um, a good time. That was a good time. Uh, I thought it was really cool. They put that together, uh, that live stream, uh, to do over black Friday and that, you know, the long weekend. Um, so that said, I did throw together a little 72nd scale hobby boss F5E. Um, I got to about a 95% solution, I guess, cause I scratched the canopy and I just said, ah, I'm tired and I'm, <laughs> I'm all busted up here. So, uh, now it sits waiting for the canopy to be, uh, buffed out, but that's really the only thing I've had uh, time to work on. And that's cause of the long weekend. Uh, but yeah, hoping to get back. I've got the uh, the Hilo, the MH60. Uh, I pulled out, and I need to uh, continue painting on that. So today and tomorrow, hopefully, I'm sling a little bit more paint on her and uh, push that a little bit closer to the finish line. Now, what Hobby Boss boxing of that F5E is it the um, VFC 13 Desert Camouflage one? Yeah, yeah, it has that I one. I, I did that. it in the Swiss markings. Okay, I think Morgan got that for me. I have it in my stash somewhere. I think Morgan got it for me for 
Christmas for my birthday one year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, it's like two sprues. That's why I picked yeah. it up for the, uh, the 72 hour build and it was okay. It came out. Okay. Well, I mean, you're doing something in 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, you know, what works good for that is the, uh, well, 72 scale. Why do they have a 72 scale, but those little support equipment, like yeah. stuff like the tow tractors and, uh, power carts and stuff like that you can kind of get them together and it kind of forces you because i got a couple of them up there on top of my toolbox that are like together it's got to sit down and paint them and i just yeah, had a pro modeler made those little sets right yeah the uh, air force flight line gear and you know all that jazz so and that's probably good stuff just to have built itself to the side for your bases yeah. later on good idea but no that's it for me uh it's about all i've been working on oh good man hopefully get some bench time coming up this afternoon and tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Nemo, what you got, man? Welcome back. Why? Thank you. Um. Yeah. I was uh gone for Thanksgiving. Um. Talk more about that later. Just made a good trip down to uh to Austin and and went to Lionheart. So I've been away, and then just you know with the new job, which I really love, by the way. New job's awesome. Um. But I just haven't had a whole lot of time to put any. Uh, glue on the plastic or anything but it looks like things are hopefully easing off just a little bit for maybe a month or so so i'm gonna try to i had started working on um the old hasegawa 30 second scale 109 which you know i just can never have enough 109s but um i've always wanted to do kind of like i think frill you did one you did hartman's g10 wasn't that the Ravel? Yep. Yeah. yeah it was the Ravel germany kit that i did okay Anyway, so ever ever since I've kind of seen that one, I'm like, man, I just always have I've wanted to do um, another one of Hartman's birds with that black tulip on the nose. I just think it looks that just looks so cool. So the one that I want to do, I've got the Eagle Cow decals for it, and it's the it's a G6, and so it's got the shorter tail wheel, and it has the battery box that's moved to the to the back of the headrest. There's a couple other small little things that they did with this. It's got the Erlehob uh, canopy. So, you know, you got to do, you got to do just a itty bitty small little bit of conversion work to, to get, um, the actual G6, the one that he flew. So I'm kind of jazzed about doing it. Cause I think it'll be fun. I built that kit a couple times before it just goes together. There's nothing, it's just no, no fuss, you know, it's easy. It's not yeah. a, it's not a Kitty Hawk, uh, build. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I'm going to do that one. I, I had had some other stuff that I thought I was going to, I have some squirrels that are still, they're still resting comfortably in their cages. So I'm just <laughs> going to leave them there. And uh, so hopefully I can get that thing going. But um, yeah, I, cause I finally have everything that I need, you know, that I, um, some aftermarket crap that I wanted for it. So that's what I'm going to be starting, but um, that's it. Last thing I finished was the roof and I haven't really, um, haven't really done much in the last probably month and a half or so. But anyway, Another Hasegawa 30-second scale 109. I think I just probably put Whitey to sleep, but yeah, I'm going to do another 109. <laughs> no, but I did, I did have an idea real quick where you mentioned Hartman in the tulip markings. Yeah. I mean, that is, you know, um, I, I'm a fan for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm a fan of 109s. Cool. I just have never there built one. Um, <laughs> I feel like I couldn't do it justice, put it that way. And I don't want to be could. scrutinized on my paintwork. Nah, Anyhow, but um, the idea, like when you mentioned the tulip, I was like, you know, for either one of you, you know, Frill's already done a Hartman 109 with those markings, and you're planning one. Now, I want to see one of y'all do 
his his follow on aircraft. Uh, F-86. Like F-86. Yeah. Hasegawa F-86 and 32 scale. And, and they have markings for are, that, too. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, they the do. Box. Yeah. Anyway, that'd be I, a good... I forgot uh, about that. You know, that'd be a cool little accompaniment. It, it would And be. I recently saw... I, I, did I talk about on the last show? Somewhere I came across some figures of, of Galland and yeah. Hartman. Yeah. You, you need to get one of those and toss them in the... Yeah, they the make scene. some pretty like they make a cup. I've seen Zammer Bide. He's had a couple of like where they're yeah. hopping, either hopping in exactly the, um, yep, those the cockpit or they're sitting on the sill, you know, yeah, or yeah. whatever. So a little or, doggy or just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or they're like got their arm. <laughs> German resting, Shepherd, like the arms resting. I think the one that I really liked. He's got like his arm resting on the back of the the um, the stab. Yeah, and man. This, you know, just kind of like smoking a cigarette or something. So that's uh, jump for that. I've got a. I've got an Ares, um, 30 second scale, 109 pilot, where he's like, I think either having, like, I think he's like climbing into the cockpit. Yeah, it's, they, they do have some neat ones. I, I don't know. I just, the only reason why I don't do figures, same, same, re, I, I just, I'm like, nah, man, it's going to look like a freaking hunk of, it's going to look like one of those dudes with those big old white eyes uh-huh. and black, black blobs, <laughs> like staring at you all psycho. That's what, 32 uh, scale though. You know, it's all about shading. You don't even yeah. like, the. I mean, I'm not a quote figure painter, but I think my advice to those folks would be, you know, don't try to paint an eyeball. I mean, unless you're really, <laughs> oh, really God, good. No. Uh, I got an idea. I was going to give it to freaking TJ. Hey, you know what I, TJ. Yeah, exactly. Mail it <laughs> up to them guys. For me. <laughs> or what I did, um, I did a 32nd scale pile to put with my P51 and, um, I uh I had some of those um Archer fine transfers. They make eyeballs oh, yeah. in yeah. sixteen scale and thirty five uh, thirty two thirty five scale. You know, and I you know so I I use those. And now, obviously, they're round. They're eyeballs. So I yeah. didn't just take the sticker and slap it on the <laughs> face and call it good because he's gonna look like he's pretty surprised. So you you use that. You put them in place and then paint the you know yeah. as yeah, you would but. And you know what, folks? Reference. You have reference right in front of your face, literally. Yeah, hey, good. guys. How's it going? Are we going to go flying or what? <laughs> yeah. There's I a mean, couple of googly eye memes oh, out there. They're, yeah, you see great. some good ones. Uh, Show me your war God. face. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that or the, yep. um, the one from it's Titanic. Oh yeah, yeah. Paint me like yeah. you paint your miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hilarious man. You oh. mentioned that archer, and they they're gone. They're leaving. Yeah. Leaving the biz. Yeah. I got a yeah, feeling someone's gonna pick up where they left off though, because I those, think we're those selling guys all their make, stock though. They make great products, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, but what's out yeah, there is do. out there. So get it while you, when when you yeah, can. Man, I if you see some of them Google eyes, get them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's like all that PP Aero parts and some of that stuff. Oh yeah, it's, man! It's, it's just yeah, it's just gold. Great little oh, um, re- the little the GSC reheat gear. That, oh, reheat's great. I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm always digging around in boxes for that. But you know, Frill, you got you all were talking about the GSE gear earlier. And in seventy second scale, one set that I want to grab is um, Hasegawa has uh, a seventy second scale Air Force ground pounder set, yep. and uh, it's got the 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 bread truck. You know, the Air Force van. Uh, and that's a line of, you know, you talk about all that's out there that's being 3D printed nowadays with GSC. There's a lot of cool stuff. And, um, you know, like trucks for like flight line maintenance that you that we've seen, you know, yeah. it's just through the, like I would like a cool like Dodge six pack. 
to put with my uh, attack mode jet because that's what we used to run around in out there at Travis and uh, and 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 other you know that was like the standard Air Force alert vehicle was those things. Um, anyway, there's an idea for you 3D printers out there to get on. What am I in work on? Did you ask me that? I don't know. Is that I'm, what I'm supposed I'm to being be? ready to. <laughs> Go ahead. What yeah, you working on? All that, right, that man. Was, that was such a smooth transition. We didn't. It was man transition. <laughs> I was waiting for you to keep uh, going with it. Uh, let's see. I'm working on the uh, Tamiya F20. Uh, F20. F35 A. In work on that. Uh, you know, Tamiya USA sent us that as a review, and Darren passed it off to me, and I jumped into it. Um, I'm not screaming through it obviously you know my goal was to try to get it done before this thing was arrived in the states but that's not going to happen because that's like next week um i'm about ready today you know here we are saturday morning it's nice and rainy out it's a good day to be building yep um i don't have anything else going on i think i was supposed to hang christmas lights but with the rain that's keeping me safe from that activity um so i'm, I'm in work on it and uh i would say it's going slow because there's so much detail in this thing like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out. The, I'm in the process of doing the nose landing get well, and you know, so I'm picking out the stuff. And the, you know, you could shoot it white and call it good, right? Like, sure, go ahead. Uh, but then, like, you know, so I'm, I'm hitting like the little details in here. And one of the things, and I was going to talk about this earlier in our pre-show uh, warm up, um, the, the weathering. Um, you know, typically if I'm going to do like an old Phantom or something like that, man, I'm going to slather an oil wash in that wheel well or some. Tamiya panel liner stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but with with these things, they're, they're, let's face it, they're brand new. And no matter who's operating them right now, they're very well maintained. So I'm kind of like, oh, man, I want to get some highlight in there, though, and some wash. Go ahead. What, a, what about a gray? Because I've known, I've, yeah. I've seen, I've heard of people using like a gray wash to put in there because black, you know, would. You yeah, know, like it was definitely. Start and, 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 then, it, and you don't want it to be like dirty, dirty, but you no. want to highlight the detail. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think that that's gray a good would idea. be enough that it would put enough of a shadow in there where it makes so. stuff pop and not make it look dirty. You know what yeah. I mean? Don't you just try some of that? Try because the re- it, it's super relieved, right? Like there's lots of crevices yes, and all that stuff. So yep. what if you mixed like some light Tamiya acrylic gray with Future, and then then you just brush it on, then you just leave it, and then yeah, you like, try that. Yeah, yeah. like a gray magic wash. Yeah, yeah. And I the mean, like with the nose well. with the nose well, I did black Tamiya liner very sparingly yeah uh, i just yeah. hit like the uh hydraulic lines that are in there what white did big, you uh, use i'm sorry if you already for the white that. to be honest with you yeah. you know what i did man i shot it with uh white uh 1500 mr surfacer primer uh, and i did i did a sh- yeah. um a very light coat of tamia gloss white over that just to give yeah. it a little bit of shine but sure, the, yeah. I, honestly, you could just shoot the primer and be good with it. That's what I did with the intake. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, intakes aren't super, um, they're not glossy, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, intakes yeah. get that dull look in there. So I just shot that intake trunk uh, primer white, man. Cool. Um, and I will how's say, that? you know, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, how. So how's, sorry, I, I, I'll say this, but then you continue on. I was just going to say, how's the kit so far? I mean, I guess it's just freaking amazing, I would think. Yeah. I mean, God knows, no complaints. I mean, everything fits nicely you know um you got to be real careful removing the parts from the tabs or else you're going to wind up with stuff to fill uh particularly with like the forward fuselage section the underside is um it's slide molded kind of deal wow. and you know cool. it comes in a like kind of how it's uh anyone that has has the kit right now the the 
the, the nose is, is pointed pretty, pretty sharply there. So, um, yeah. it's, it's in like the sprue is like a square box around the thing, man. It's really well protected. Wow. But then when you're cutting it free, the sprue gate is on the surface, the mating surface. Uh, so you gotta be real cautious yeah. about, um, cleaning that up. And that's, that's where how something like, is. yeah, that's where something like those glass files with no flex yep. in them. Uh, yep, comes yep. come into play really well because you can clip them nice and close with like your your uh, single side cutter, and yeah. then take one of those glass files. Or for me, I got the uh, Goodman tools, uh, the those sanding blocks. Cool, solid, flat. Hit that thing and, and make a nice uh, flat, clean surface for it. Because test fitting the thing. And, and here's another thing. You know how you, when you use Tamiya uh, uh, thin. You know, you can yeah. squeeze your part together and you get that little yeah. ooze that comes out. Yeah. And I'm like, man, when I go to put this together, I get that little bit of a bead. I don't really want that this time because the way the parts come together in that point in like a, in uh, along the side of the fuselage, even how they come together yeah. in like a bevel shape, man. I don't want nothing coming through because I don't want to touch that with a <laughs> yeah, sanding yeah. stick or anything. So you I'm going to be real sparing with the glue along there. The way I found to get around that is to put the parts together and then like hold them together and don't like let them flex open up again because when you when they relax and they start to open up and you mash them back together, yeah, that's where you'll get that ooze. So now like, sometimes I would try and hold it together and depending on what you're building, I want that because then that yep. makes a nice filler for you that you just scrape with a knife, man. Uh, but not with this kit, man. I'm, I'm like, um, you know, and again, doing a lot of little. Gabe Pincelli test fitting, man. Yeah, man. You know, scotch um, tape. That's yeah. the that's the key, right? Just put the pieces together, tape it with scotch tape so there's zero give. Yeah, and man. Then just gently put the glue on and let it do its magic. Yeah. Every, everything fits though. And the uh intake Sweet. trunks I just got done uh doing and um the way they go and the way they have molded it was pretty uh some some pretty unique engineering going on there. And they give you the fan face for the engine, but I'll be honest with you, you can't see it. Once it's all together, because just yeah. the bend in that, uh, in those yeah, intakes, it. yeah. uh, it's back there, it's painted, it's fit in there and all that kind of good shit. But it's, uh, it's once, once it's, uh, back there, you, you're not seeing it, man. I wow. mean, probably with a mirror you could, but <laughs> otherwise, no. Yeah. It's a great kit. Um, cool. I'm doing my best to try to get it done as fast as I can just to, and, and to get photos up there on the shack so people can see, uh, yeah, people, man. That, people that find one under their tree in a couple of weeks here have an idea what they're getting into. It's a, it, it, it's a nice kit for sure. Sweet. Yeah. I can't wait to see it all done. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's, um, it yeah, just that cockpit like awesome. like just a seat in the pilot or a work of art. Yep. Yeah. I mean, themselves. honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm doing this out of the box slash review, but I, if, if this was my own kit, I'm not at, adding an aftermarket. Because it's just unnecessary. I mean, the the, the yeah. cockpit is just crisply molded, uh, and it's a clean cockpit anyway. That aircraft. Oh yeah. Uh, you have a few buttons and knobs, and everything else is on a flat panel out in front of you. Um, it's got a cool, cool, uh, well detailed throttle and stick, man. And uh, I mean, and the seat, the seat itself is multi pot thing. Uh, goes together really, really nice. And the pilot figure, I'm going to use it and, and put him on in there or her. Uh, as the case may be. Um, so yeah, man. And there's no eyes. It's Pfizer down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no googly eyes. 
Yeah. Hey guys, we go flying today. Speaking of that, it comes with a decal. It comes with a decal for the um, because you know how that helmet has like a uh, carbon fiber uh, deal yeah. on top, so it, it comes with a decal for that, which I thought. You kidding was really, me? A wow, really cool awesome. touch. Yeah, it comes with a lot of great little decals for like, I mean, the boxes that are in the landing gear, uh, a lot, you know, landing gear placards and things like that are all included. Uh, yeah, really, really nice. They 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 went to town on it for sure. Sweet. Cool. If those decals or anything like they were uh, like they are in the P thirty eight J kit, then you're not going to have a problem with them. Yeah, the ones, me, I, the ones I use so far on the landing gear went down great. Yeah, and I know everybody. You know, real quick for me, I am in the finishing stages on the P thirty eight J. I just have the props to add. I just have uh, the tanks. I want to do the uh, the uh, the three hundred gallon tanks. And for the life of me, I saw a picture somewhere where it showed them where they were paying olive drab, but they were all just beat to hell. And I tried doing that with some chipping fluid and stuff on the tanks. And I looked beat to hell. Yeah, but I'm not 100% sold on it. And I've been trying to go back and find a picture of those tanks. And for the life of me, I cannot find it anywhere. I don't what, even know where what, I saw uh, it. What theater are you? It's Pacific. It's a theater. Pacific. Yeah. Oh man, and so, you know those things would be just like trashed, man. Oh yeah. And so and that's what I was kinda of going for. So I'm kinda of on the fence about it. And so I robbed some the other three hundred gallon tanks out of another kit that I'm gonna put the uh the one fifty gallon ones on. So out of there and I'll do those natural yeah. metal and see that way I can either go either way. So Yeah, put a few dents in it too, man. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> do that too, but I've never done it before and I don't want to screw it up. So Practice uh, carve, carve it out with a uh, like a curved um, exacto blade. Yeah, just just kind of carve it out and then take your uh, just then sand it with a yep. you know sanding yeah. stick. Now, that something cool for dudes a three D print would be tanks like that that are kind of beat up, you know, because they you know they were beat up, even like modern like you know the older Navy you know A fours and A sixes and. Stuff like that. They had tanks that were kind of beat up. I hope we just didn't give away a freaking incredible idea, right? Can you imagine if we came out with like, <laughs> like, yeah. our own model geeks, like resin? You, you know, know what? How, I don't, I don't think any of us are jumping into the 3D printing game anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, yeah. but that, that would be really, if you had like, just like Phil said, like for every different fuel tank that they had out there, just ding it up and yeah. make it look like. Like it's, you know, cause I mean, you like can, it's used yeah man. Like it's used cause you've seen some of them, like I've you seen know, some on models where they try to do that and you're like, uh, that doesn't look like, well, you know. drop tanks were beat up anyway. Cause you know, ideally these things would not come back because they were, you know, that's one of the first things they would drop, drop them you know, for the flight, boom, drop the tanks. And so they end the up in some farmer's them. field and he's using it as a planter or something after the war or whatever. But or a hot was, rod. Yeah, yeah, like the P thirty eight tanks. Yeah. They did the P thirty eight um three hundred gallon tanks. They would make like uh, the salt cafe racers. Yeah, they call them cafe racers, and they would use a drop tank because they were surplus after World War Two, and they'd make a race car out of it. But I was, you know, leery about the decals because Tammy had decals. You know, they're a little thick. The carrier film likes to stick. You know, be prominent, and so. This time, I just went with some super scalding, almost boiling hot water. And I put the decal on that, let sit for a few seconds. I pulled it out. I let it sit on the paper. I put my stuff down where I was going to put the decal. I put the decal down, and I hit it with some Mark Strong and some Solvacet. And 
they went down perfectly. Even the stencils, even the stencil decals went down fine with no kick. You can't like, you got to look real hard to see the carrier film. And it's not that it's silver. It's just, that's kind of thick. Cause there's, you know, the decals are kind of thick, but they're not as thick as previous ones, but they went down fine. I had no problems with them. And that kind of, I was like, Oh wow, that was awesome. Cause I was kind of worried about it. You know, I was like, Oh, what am I going to do for decals for this? But I was pleasantly surprised with how they, uh, with how they went down. And I just got to flat coat the uh, olive drab anti-glare panels and peel the masking off. And that thing is done. So hopefully I can get some time to get that done today. And so that will be done. My super secret squirrel project is ongoing. I went around, fixed up some rivets that I had jacked up because I suck at doing rivets and uh, went and fixed that. And so that's moving along and I hope to have it in at least primer here this week, hopefully. I know somebody and, else that's doing that same secret scroll project, and jeez, yep. man, that really... kit is better than this kit. Yeah. I, I, I think the the one that I'm doing came out first, and that one came out, and they made changes to that one. Huh. Well, right that the fuselage is better because it's, the pieces I, are solid. Man, I, I got I got to ask him. I got to ask him, like, what in the world possessed him to do that? <laughs> kit i don't want to give away your secret squirrel project but when he's shooting us pictures like hey take a look guys i was like did he just say that scale nah not no no and then he's like posting up pictures and i'm like holy santa claus shit yeah i guess i was supposed to build that one too but i don't have the bandwidth and i wasn't i wasn't going to be able to finish both of them and so i originally handed it off to vince and then he was kind of like oh, i don't know if he can do it and then el presidente said i'll take a stab at it and so oh, it moved on that, to him. all right so, well cool man so got that going and uh p3c is finished i'm just waiting to dd250 it to the customer and uh that's it so start working on some other shelf of doom projects i've got a uh who is it? Who makes that? It's a uh, uh, Wolfpack. They're on T-38. I want to do a uh, SR-71 chase airplane. And so I've got one of those. I started, it originally started out as a commission bill for a guy, but he wanted a, uh, a T-38C, not a T-38A. So I kind of had to stop on that. And and so. And you guys in your commission bills, man. F, F that. I'm not. No more. I don't. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go, Whitey. A guy at work asked me about a P8 the other day because I was talking about how this new P8 kit was out. He's like, oh, man, can you? And I was like, nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, you have such little time anyway. You don't want to spend it like, I mean, again, I know it sounds horrible, but I'm like, man, I just, I have very little time to build for my own stuff. So I just, I wouldn't, yeah, I've had several folks ask me, hey, can you do this? I'm like, nope. Well, I'll pay you really well. One guy, he he went like a 70-second scale, one of those monogram B-52s. Oh, they pay man. like a thousand bucks. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter what you offer me to pay. By the way, it's still not enough. But no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I don't have time. I can't. That's the thing I'm is sorry. it's um, you you throw a price out at people and they go, what? That and you go, yeah, see? You have no idea the value, man. Yep. It's you know, my time. You know? I charge you five bucks an hour. We're still sitting at like a pretty significant amount, you know, for a model. And uh, some people get it. The guys that get it are like, yep. And so like in college, I was able to sell my stuff and pay my rent and (laughs) freaking pay my car payments and stuff. But most people are like, hey, man, I'll pay you like 50 bucks. And you're like, dude, that doesn't even like pay (laughs) for the supplies. (laughs) Yeah, it's like my paint. Yeah. People are just dumbs, you know. 
And the, here's the funny. This is like, I don't know what the hell made me think of this, but I'm so tired of people are like, I thought you were retired. Didn't you retire? I'm like, <laughs> dude, yeah, from my first career. And now I'm starting my next career. Yeah. You know, like, I thought you were retired from the Navy. What, what do I, my freaking 80 years old, you know, smoking a pipe? Well, I that, have all, no, all day to you know, build models. Look at the, look at the oh. government pay scales. They're not like, it's not like yeah. we're going to the, uh, yeah, hey guys, we, we in Bermuda next week or what? Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? you yeah. Where are we? You ain't getting rich off a of military pension. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Bahamas. You want to do Bahamas next month yeah. instead? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so Hold my stupid. calls. I'm like, <laughs> um, hey, I'll have a stick of gum and a coffee and uh, let my retirement pay for it. All right. <laughs> Good to go. Just kidding. So that's pretty much what I got going on. Well, you better get crack a lacking and finish all that crap. I know. I and then, oh, oh, well, too, I got those 72 scale jets I got to do for another guy who hit me up like three years ago. For real, weren't we watching a football game the other night? And I think then there was couple nights before that we were talking about this p38s and you were going to be done with this thing now twice i've heard i know work man work gets in the way you know you build miles like i do (laughs) (laughs) i just i want to uh, throw the better get cracking lacking out there (laughs) well yeah the p38 will be done today hopefully god willing and the creek don't rise well let me throw another thing out at you guys (laughs) um the club projects you know, yeah. we are what two months away from ODO, and they want the Japanese club project. Yep, I got that. Yeah, I was thinking about I'll that this one, and you know, I'm I'm laying in bed, uh, rearing to go to get down here and start recording, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking about stuff to think of, talk about, and I was like, God damn that seventy two Japanese project I got, and I want to do that Emily for it, but now I'm like, can I do that? I'm first of all, I'm not even done with this Tamiya F thirty five, and then I'm like. <laughs> I I can't get that done by ODO, you know. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. That's a, that, that's what I mean about pen, painting yourself into corners about commitments yeah. and, yeah. and when it comes yep. to modeling, just sucks, I'm, man. I, I didn't think at first. I didn't think I was going to be able to make the show, but I'll probably end up just flying up on Friday and then go to the show on Saturday. Then I'll come back to Jack's on on Sunday. Yeah, man, can't miss <laughs> just, it. Uh, so yeah. I the ODO. I know the ODO. it's not the show section, but when is the ODO again? February? In February. Yeah. Typically, it's uh, uh, my birthday weekend. Typically February. late February. Like the last yeah. weekend in February is when they shoot okay. for usually. I, so, I mean, we, we have time. time, but I mean, that Emily's a big aircraft. It's a lot of parts. It's a, a project I don't want to just bang through either. And you got some photo edge for it, too. Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, I was thinking about my travel schedule. I just want to make sure I was going to be here because I don't want to miss ODO. That's a great show. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, one yeah I'll be favorites. able to fly up for that one. So. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, personally. Yep, it's like a mini Nats. It is. They do a yeah, great it's a good time. Yeah, uh, that one. I I wish that one was two days. Yeah, Friday, they Saturday. could make that a two day show. It's Saturday something. Yeah. And for the listeners, we're talking about the Old Dominion Open, which is held in Richmond, uh, Virginia. So check out the IPMS calendar for the exact dates on that one if you're interested. It's a good show. I, it always is. The vendor section, I mean, that's just like it, they they always have a great selection. Of they do there, you know. I could spend a whole day on that alone. Yep, yep. And a second day on kit, yep. looking at, at you know. Yep. And interest. they always have a great. I mean, man, last remember last year it was just like, I mean, it was packed. Yeah, the raffle is awesome. Yeah, you won like 
twenty thousand kits. You pay like two dollars in raffles. Raffle. Raffle. Me, I, I'll, I'll spend like uh, I'd spend like two hundred dollars on raffle tickets, and I'd get the rickshaw or something, you know. Hey, and here to help kick off our uh, geek news, let's take a second and hear from Rock over at Detail and Scale. Hey, Model Geeks. Rock Rozak of Detail and Scale here. I know you are all excited about the Model Geeks MIG Killers group build. And who wouldn't be? The build is open to any modeler who recreates an aircraft credited with shooting down a MIG jet fighter. And did you know that Detail and Scale can help you with that? The F-8 Crusader, the last of the gunfighters, was a prolific MIG killer during the Vietnam War. Our book, F-8 and RF-8 Crusader in Detail and Scale, includes the mission narrative and a full-color profile of every Crusader credited with shooting down a MIG. And in total, the book has 290 high-resolution photographs, a gold mine for the modeler. The first of our three F-14 Tomcat colors and markings books, the one covering the Atlantic Fleet Squadrons, provides great coverage of the two VF-32 Swordsman Tomcats that downed two MiG-23 floggers over the Med on January 4, 1989. And every Tomcat detail a modeler could need is covered in our F-14 Tomcat in Detail and Scale book. All Detail and Scale books are available in print-on-demand as well as digital editions in both Apple Book and Amazon Kindle formats. You can get more information, see sample pages, and get ordering links for our books at our website, www.detailandscale.com. And while you're there, check out our dozens of aircraft photo sets and the many scale modeling product reviews you'll find. That's www.detailandscale.com. And now, back to the Model Geeks podcast. Thanks, Rock, for kicking that off. All right, geek news. You guys hear anything on the streets? I know Whitey pointed out something yesterday to us in our group text on the back of the new FSM for this month that, that just came out. Oh, that's right. It's the one that Timmy is coming out with a new 124 scale F-35 along with their 148 scale one. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, true quarter scale. 124. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I wonder how that one slipped by editing. That's pretty funny. Where, now, isn't there? There's a picture, and it has Darren and Tim and Mark all in the same like walk. Darren's got like a little shitty grin on it. Is you're walking like I'm a nasty. These guys blue model geeks podcast yeah. shirt. Model on. geeks podcast yeah. is like yeah, yeah. I was just bopping along, happy as a kid in a candy yeah, store, yeah. man. And Tim's behind you, and with his, I think Tim, yeah, Tim's Back behind up, you. Yeah. And then Mark's like up front talking. Yeah, yeah, at the front of the row there. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I did get a fine scale modeler. We want to take a picture of your model this year. I was so. They weren't there. I didn't see them. Uh, they were there. They were. Yeah. 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 They were there. Well, the tracker didn't get a picture. So. See? None of us. Geeks are dead. Where's, <laughs> yeah. that? Where's that editor at? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron, come here, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Whitey in his best Whitey Bulger. Listen here, you f- go. You better put us on a fucking <laughs> covering it magazine when I drop you out in the Gulf of Mexico with concrete tied around your ankles. <laughs> Nobody ever find you. <laughs> okay, I'll put you guys on there. 
Sorry, that was my cheesiest uh, gangster, you know, impression. Anyway. I'm sorry, that is funny. Anyway. <laughs> it is funny. So, new kits on the street, you guys. What what have you guys seen? I don't know. What is that? What's out there? Iran. Is there really a late F4E that Ming's well, to come Well, it's funny because I was going to mention that, but since you brought it up, evidently Ming announced it was an F4G. Well, the sharp-eyed experts out there noticed that, hey, there's no strap on the bottom because I guess the G had that same strap on the bottom of the, fuse, uh, the, bottom of the wing that the F4S had. Yeah, is not there, and there's a... Uh, Maybe a couple of little things that weren't there. And now Ming has since gone back and now it's saying it's a late F4E. Yeah, but I, mean, I thought the pictures that they had, they had the, the G nose. So it had the, it had the longer, um, that has the sensor on the, on the, on the underside of the nose that was on, that was part of the plastic. It wasn't an E nose. Well, evidently they're calling it a, uh, a late E now because Dirty Mike oh. hit me up about it and was telling me, oh. "Hey man, did you see this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, check it out." And yeah, Dirty there's some, Mike. Yeah, there's some there's some shots of it on uh, the modeling news there on the front page. Yeah, yeah so I guess he was like, "Yeah man, Ming's gone back and uh, they're calling it a late E now." So, well, that'll be cool. Yeah, and due out in January. Wow. So cool, man, and then something else that I saw. You know was what? I, sorry, I, I hate to belabor this, but I'll bet you I know what happened. The Zoki kit came out first with a G. There isn't a new late E. So they said, hold on a second. Rather than releasing the G now, let's get the late E out there since there's not one so they can sell more kits. I'll bet you a bazillion trillion dollars. I bet that's what happened. Because the E's the one that's got that gun, that gun yep. vent that opens up on the yep, it's right a little side bit longer. of the... Yeah, and, and the nose is just a the gun or the the muzzle on the bottom is just a smidge longer on the late versus the early. I like the look of the late these anyway. So anyway, sorry, I'll shut up now. And uh, Welsh models has a 172 scale Boeing E7A wedge tail. So I guess the RAF is going to start flying these things early next year. And they released the kit's been out before because I think Australians fly it. I want to say maybe I could be wrong. And so I think, um, and so now they're doing it with RAF markings. So to help go along with when they start flying them over there. Yeah. I, that'd be a, a BPK ought to jump on that too, man. I wonder how, you know, if they, yeah. With the 737 line. Because that was out before the P8 came about. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, that's where the P8 guys' engines from was the Wedgetail, the E7, because it had the CFM 56s yep. with the generator bulge on the side. Cause that bulge on the side of the cowling is to accommodate for the generator. Yeah, and uh, so that'd be kind of a cool kit to do. You get that little radar pod up there on top of the fuselage. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get to uh, to my mic there quick enough, but yeah, that Australia, I, I believe, is already flying them. And, yeah, in uh, South yeah. Korea, South Korea's flying them as well. So, yeah, I didn't know South Korea was flying them. Yep. And uh, I can. You guys got anything? I don't want to keep going. No, go ahead. Yeah, I'll oh, throw okay. out some. I mean, I came across again. You know, the Ravel hurricane that's coming out. You know, they they initially Hurricanes. threw out some photos of uh, 
you know, just the bare plastic and people would include myself were like, man, the wings look a little wonky. But since then, they, you know, modeling news the other day had photos of it built up and painted up and it looks, uh, it looks really good to be honest with you. I mean, you know, obviously early test shots are nothing to ever go by. Yeah. And, uh, what else I come across here? Um, okay. For all the cheaters out there, um, what do you call it? Red, Red Fox studio does the, yep. uh, 3D printed cockpit placards. Um, and they got a whole new listing of stuff that's coming for the F-35 in 32nd and 48 scale for the C and the B. Uh, the YF-23 and for the Hobby Boss kit. A whole bunch of 132 F-104 stuff. Uh, yeah. And uh, this stuff's pretty nice. I mean, it's right up there with the uh, Quinta Studio mm-hmm. stuff, man. Oh, yeah, man. Good looking, good looking stuff. If you want to cheat, that is. And then <laughs> something ain't, else. I see. Ain't cheating, ain't trying. Let the hate, let the hate mail come. And, and something else that I saw, which I thought was kind of odd, they would release it now, is um, Academy has a 48 scale A6M2B0 coming out too. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that with these Edward kits floating right, around. Right, with the Edward. There. And <laughs> Edward just released their, their next variant of that thing like a month ago, right? A month or so ago, they released that one. Well. Either way, I guess they got the whole line of them coming. Scott, you picked oh, up yeah. the hamp, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. How's that uh, look? Pretty sharp looking? Well, I don't know. It's still on the wrapper. <laughs> crying out loud. <laughs> I, know, I know. I picked up several, but yes. Yes. Um, I think, I, I I mean, I've seen the spruce, the spruce on pictures. I've seen, it, I've seen some on TV. On anyway, TV, yeah, I should open it. Uh, I, I'll, I'll open it. I, to be honest, with you, I've just been too busy to. You know, I think there's a support group yeah. for that. You know. Yeah. I Hi, my name is Scott. I don't know how to open my models. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's what you yeah. do, man. I know. Just make them do it right now. Go get it, open it up right now. Uh, if we, if we're, we're doing a live for sure. We'd have yeah. To. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to, maybe we'll do a live. I'll open it. I, I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful. It's. It's pretty cool looking too. It's got a, some couple of great schemes, although the, you know how the to me like Phil was talking about the whole to me a decal situation, how they're getting much better and they're they're actually usable and they they work great. Um, I, I don't know what about the Edward decals. Anybody used actually used Edward decals? I never have. I never have. have. So That's a great seen. question. With that peeling off of the uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like I, then you got. I think their Mustang kits were the first ones to roll out with those with the peelable film. I've, I've seen more people have trouble with them than have success. So I, that doesn't mean that they're, I, I think they're temperamental. You know what I mean? Cause I've used some dry transfers before that, that work, uh, you know, same kind of thing. I mean, different cause it's a decal, but still like sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't. It's, I, I don't know. Just, you know, we, when I built the had, tornado, um, you know, it's the Eduard boxing of that tornado kit. And I think those decals, I put them on like regular decals. I never went back and peeled anything yeah. off. I don't know if that. It might have been. They might have been when I saw that. Uh, maybe? They're, oh, God knows. I don't know who made them. I don't know. Uh, but I thought when I saw, her, uh, what's her name? Genesis Designs. Yeah. Genesis. When I saw her doing hers, I thought she was, I thought in her video, she was peeling the, the film off. And I thought to myself, man, I didn't do that with my decal. I just put them on and covered them with. <laughs> With dull coat, man. So I don't yeah, know I don't if I use that step or yeah, I don't know if it's a, if, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a not half the, the type of thing. I didn't bother, like you know, because I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and they went down fine. They look great. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. They look painful. You say yeah. so myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely, just like I did with the roof, you know, I painted on because they're, I mean, the Hino, I mean, they're circles. Yeah. So. Doing something like that. I'd be, yeah, masks, I'll just, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll just use the, the although, um, I, I really, you know, the, I've had, there's one set of Montex masks that I use. They use that, um, or a mask, I think it's 310 or one, whatever the number is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had sometimes where it, if it's an older set of the masks, they'll leave like this odd looking film. And you can get it off, but you kind of have to rub a little bit to get it to come off. So I, I, it's, um, that happened once and I was like, ooh, what the hell is this? But, but it's just done it once. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of, but but the bottom line what I'm getting at is if I do the the zero, um, I guess it's a type thirty two. Is that what it was? I think it's a type thirty two. The clipped wing. Yeah, uh, I'll do that funky paint scheme and I'll paint I'll paint the the markings on because there's only like a few markings, so makes it makes it easier than messing with the decals. So uh, just real quick while we're talking about masks and decals and stuff, um, I have the Tamiya thirty second scale mosquito. And I know I don't want to use decals on something that big. So just goofing off at work the other day, I come across on Hannett's site, the um, one-man army. Scott, have yep. you heard of those guys? I'm sure I you have because yep. you're a big yep. mask yep. fan. So they yep. just come out with uh, a mask set for that mosquito kit, the FB Mark, uh, what, yep. six? Yep. And, man, I, I had to jump on those in order to Oh, yeah. Because they just look sharp as hell. Yep. Um, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping when – because I just – I'm sort of jumping the gun here, but I, when if, when I get around to building the 24 scale Mark Nine, the Airfix kit, I'll I mean I'll definitely use masks for that. You know? For sure, Same yeah, kind of, man. Yeah, I mean, and and doing those um, multicolored roundels, uh, it does get a little tricky. But I definitely like have a, def, a a way that I do it where you don't have any bleed over, and you have right. perfectly aligned circles. But it's I mean it takes a little time, but dude, it's so worth it. Want to have uh-huh. that, a nice roundel, like especially like the fuselage roundel with the usually what is it yellow and white and the blue and yeah. the red. There's like yeah. four colors, so a little tricky, but yeah, there's a there's a definite way. Whenever you get ready to if you get ready to do it, anybody ha- wants to know how I do it, just shoot me a line and and we'll yeah. Um, th- these one man army things are really them. nice, and um, awesome. they have the um are these in the kabuki tape? They use the, yes. the yellow yep. tape. Yeah. And so it's all the Good stenciling stuff. and then yeah, just man. the basic Oof. national marking. So it doesn't have Crazy. like squadron specific stuff, but I have another set of masks that cover the squadron specific. Yeah. But you know, when I first got that kit, the first, you know, mosquitoes have that in a lot of British aircraft too, post-war even have those, you know, no, uh, the no step areas that are the big, yep. you know, all, all the, the red triangles and things like that. Yep. Like, man, yep. that's like clear decal film, hell right there you know so i was like man that shit's getting masked and so when i first got that kid i was like all right i'm masking that stuff man for sure and um but then absolutely you know so i I think i have a montex set to cover those to to cover like the squadron markings and yeah but then when i saw these guys in in in, uh that kabuki tape stuff man i'm like oh you're sold i jumped on those man there's also a company met Metcar or whatever, they're kind of like they're the ones that kind of like with Montex that kind of kicked off the whole masking industry deal. Yeah. yeah. And they use Kabuki tape and they do um, mask sets for like the Tamiya Spitfires. And so I've got that one for the um, clipped wing bubble top Spitfire yeah. that I have in 32 scale. I got a mask set for that. And it's the kit markings too. So I mean, you can just. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. 
easy peasy lemon squeezy. And uh, Scott might mm-hmm. find this interesting. Um, Dave Roof at Flying Leather Next Decals has got some new items coming out for the Harrier and 48, oh. 32nd, and 118 <gasps> scale. Uh-oh. Pylons, oh, fuel man. tanks, and eventually cockpits. Yeah, that's what. That's the one thing, because uh, I've got that. As soon as he comes out with that 32nd scale Harrier cockpit for their old Ravel kit, man, I will jump all over that kit. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to ascribe it or anything. I'm just, I just want to build it and have it sitting in the case. So oh, come and on, now Dave, with, come on, buddy. Hook a brother and up. And now with 3D printing and how he runs, I think like 12 machines now. Yeah. It's, it'll be no time for him to pop this stuff out. Whereas before, you know, you had to make Thanks a master for, for resin and then you had to pour the resin and you had to let it sit. And now you can just CAD, CAD design. And I think he works with, uh, um, Richard Van Zandt do some CAD work for him. And then, um, and he, and Dave prints them out. So it could be pretty, yeah. like pretty soon that he has this stuff out. So cool, man. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Come on, Dave, hook us up. <laughs> That's all that all I saw out there. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to, uh, I was looking on the old face box and, uh, who is it's, uh, AMK has got a 48 scale MI 17, hip coming out oh yeah oh yeah it seems looks looks pretty sharp and uh one of those there's a you remember the movie uh behind enemy lines of course with owen wilson where he gets shot down and uh they go on a rescue mission the french guys the best movies ever yeah man and they they're in the back of that that hip with the doors off and everything for that you know special forces team that was going to go rescue him so every time I, I see that, I always think of that scene in that movie where it was flying in. They were hanging out in the back, and the rear doors are off of it. And it's totally realistic, like, man. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. <clears throat> of course, yeah. Hollywood did it. Everything's real in Hollywood, right? Awesome. Yeah. One of the best football kicks I've ever seen before in my life, too. I actually like that. That, shit. that movie's actually oh, yeah. pretty, it's pretty good, though. I mean, it's it's cheesy, but it's still good, you know? It's like I mean, Iron I, Eagle, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's cheesy as hell, but I still love it, you know? <laughs> it, that's the Air Force's top gun, man. They got Iron yeah. Eagle. Oh, yeah. Old Chappie <laughs> Sinclair. Yeah. Old Chappie. Oh, again, Masters. totally realistic, right? I mean, a big old hippie freaking mullet dude with his hair out <laughs> of the back of the helmet. It's totally and a, realistic. And a right? walkman on his kneeboard. Oh, yeah, man. I'm just going to hook it up. I can fly it in my Cessna. I can use it in my Cessna. And then I can just, like, make it work in the F-16. No problem. <laughs> I'm just going to plug it in. And he's going to go speeding and zip it all over the base, man. Pull him over. Put him in the brig. <laughs> so now that kind of goes along with like new kits that we've picked up. You guys pick up anything? I know, Scott, why don't you give us a rundown of your haul there from your recent adventures? Oh, man. So, uh, okay, yeah. So I, I, I went, to, went home to Texas for Thanksgiving and... It was great because Texas beat Baylor when the, the game was it was great. We had good seats and everything, so it was fun. And then, uh, but we're old, so instead of going out with all the kids after to celebrate the win, we went and had Chewies, and then we went back to the room and we're asleep by seven thirty. Anyway, um, but the next he's not day, lying, folks. I'm not lying. Yeah, the next day <laughs> we, we went to um, we went to um, Lionheart. Uh, and saw Rudy and Danielle and I picked up and he's got so much good stuff, but I was like, Oh, I only have a suitcase, you know, or half a suitcase. So I picked up the new ICM, uh, 32nd scale yak nine T 
And then I got that, of course, that Edward, the 48 scale type 32 zero, which I haven't opened yet. But I also got, and then I got the infinity uh, or infinity, those glass files to have the three different sizes. I got the small size, which really kind of looks like the one in the middle. And then I got some Mr. Surfacer black and gray, which um, the good stuff that I had. Can't never have enough of that. Can't, can't have. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the big thing that came in the mail whenever I was sitting at home was the new 24 scale Airfix uh, Mark Nine. So I really want that one. I will open and take a look at. And I was just I, fixing to ask if you'd opened the jet or if it's still. Didn't that, yeah, I mean that just yeah. came out, didn't it? How's how they just came out already? Oh, did you well, order it from it's, overseas? It's I, from yeah, I ordered like okay. I ordered it like months ago, like six months ago. I ordered it from Hornby. Gotcha. Hobbies right. and, and the one that I got came. I got the special combo pack where you get the the kit and you got the print of the Ooh, the box nice. art. Yeah, so I got that as well. So I, I definitely want to jump on that one. I just I think I'm going to finish up this. Uh, I, I'm really jazzed about doing this this 30 second scale 109. So after I do that, uh, and I'll wait for some some masks to come out for the for the market. Yeah, there's going to be tons yeah. of stuff for that. Yeah, it should be tons, right? Because and I'll, I think this one I haven't done a you know, like an opened engine since the last time I did that was probably had to have been in the early nineties. The first time I ever built an FW one ninety was like an A five or an A six. And I, I scratch built the motor and the accessory section and opened everything up. I mean, of course when I look at it now it's super cheesy, but but still I had a lot of fun. So I think I'm gonna try to you know, we talked about on our last episode, like how do we where do where do we want to go? Like, how do we try to improve, and how are we going to? I want to I want to open up an engine and go like Schachter style. So know, the kit comes the with the engine. It does open. Yep. Okay, so yep. I mean, again, hopefully yep. the aftermarket guys jump on that and just make a bunch of bunch of yep. stuff for it. All yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah, and so I, a lot of uh, a lot of Edward kits come with the engines that you can open up. Like I know their thirty second scale E four. It has yeah. the full engine that you can show the panels off and. You got to wire it and that kind of thing, but the basic engine is there for you to start off of. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about. It. I mean, I've seen a couple of guys have already put this thing together, and they all said that it it really has it's pretty incredible and fits really well. So it's big, but I think it'd be kind of neat. I, I like the bigger stuff anyway, so um, I'm real excited about putting that one together. But anyway, yeah, I, that's and I've got about you should see. So you know my ping pong table that I have at the house, right? It's filled. Yeah. With kits, I'm gonna sell the whole thing. Ooh, filled. We'll come and buy and do some shopping. <laughs> yeah, man. Santa you know, Claus. Hold on, to, hold on to that thought because just goes right in line with our topic for yeah, this man. episode. Santa Claus, the bottle with the hair on his jaws and cruising <laughs> down the street with no shoes on his feet. Anyway, Santa Claus time. Cheats and Chong, Santa Claus time, kids. Anyway, sorry. That's what I got. Cool. Whitey, did you pick up anything, man? I did not. Uh, let's see. Um, nope. Well, the P8. Bought that off of Jeff. Jeff Martin had an extra one. Wanted to sell it. So I was like, yeah, man. There you go. Send it, send it down the street, brother. So I have that. Um, I'd love to jump right into it, but I got these other freaking projects in my way. So I got I to gotta wait. Put it off. I'll, by the time I'm ready to roll on it, the Furball decals will be out. So that, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but Speaking looking at the that, kit, it looks nice, though. Oh, yeah. I, Jeff Martin finished his as paint, and it's just waiting on decals to come in. Man, I cannot believe you guys convinced Jeff to do a 72nd scale P8 sheet and 
and and I can't convince him to do a damn thirty second scale adversary sheet. I man, uh, I cannot confirm nor deny I may have had a hand in what squadrons are on that sheet. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be an awesome sheet. I'm, I'm excited because the P eight that I that that I flew on mainly is on that sheet, and so I'm excited. I think it's the first one that I'm going to do because I my P eight came in from the the Ukraine the other day, and uh, the box is pretty small for us. 72 scale 737 but from what jeff did on his you know, i think this is the first one that's built up that i've seen and i haven't seen any either it looks good it looks good he did a good job on it yeah he chickened out and put it on the stand though you know well in his defense though that landing the wheel well for the main gear is yeah. a freaking nightmare man with all the plumbing in that sucker yep yeah it's a freaking nightmare that's the cool part have you seen the bombay of uh the uh, F-35? That is, yeah. Uh, that thing is yeah, highly yeah. detailed. Awesome looking. Well, I'm sure somebody will. I mean, who knows? Res kit may come out with a... Yeah, that's uh, one thing about the kit that, that I wish they had done is the weapons bay opened. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Is but, it not? Is it so it's closed? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. closed. It's, closed. There's, there's no, there's, it's not one included. Um, now, that would be cool on a stand coming around. Fly, you put it like at an angle with the Bombay open. Uh, yeah. And it's... Uh, that would be cool looking. I think it's VP forty seven, the Golden Swordsman. On theirs, they put they have a sword in their logo, and they have the sword on the side of the Bombay doors, so that when the Bombay doors are open, you see the sword on the side. It's kind of cool. Anybody else pick anything up? Nope, not me. What all I did? Christmas is coming. Yeah, I know. I picked up one more thing too. The uh, a while back, at Bill's uh sidewalk sale i picked up one of these 48 scale um t72 yeah um 46 1941 cast hole boxings and i was like i'll slap that sucker together you know just kind of like a quick 48 scale armor because it's got like what 15 pieces and i was missing a piece which is one of the reasons why ah, i hate getting shit that's like already been like opened and stuff but i mean who knows i could have lost i don't know so I was like, okay, maybe I'll find on eBay someone's parting a kit out or whatever. Nope, couldn't find one. So I ended up having to buy a uh, a whole new kit, which I got a pretty good deal on. It was almost free. And what what and kit, what part was missing from it? I mean, something the, um, pretty significant or what? Yeah, it was the front gun, you know, for the machine gun, the front. The oh, little, like, uh, the, okay. That little protrusion that the gun sticks out of in the uh, front that covers oh, up the screw gotcha. hole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was missing. And so I was like, God dang it. So. But I got a good deal on another one, and it included the uh, Verlinden resin detail for it. I'm like, I'm not gonna mess with any of there that. You go. So, so I got that, and I'm just gonna build it straight out of the box, close everything up, and. As I say, you're gonna keep the cheese whiz in the pantry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not breaking the not in 48 scale armor. I'm not gonna break gotcha. out the cheese whiz on that. Good call. And uh, and that's it for me. So oh, and uh, I want to give a special shout out to Mike Reeves over at Phase Hanger. Because it was funny, because him and Gabe had met up over at Andy's, and they were oogling over the Tamiya F-35. And uh, I told Gabe, like, oh, he'll give it to uh, Mike Reeves, you know, and Mike Reeves will build it. And then I get a message a few minutes later from uh, Mike saying, nope, not me. But he's like, I do have the Lancaster, LOL. And so we were going back and forth, and I was like, oh, man, well, I got you. on You reminded me, I need to get some of your F-8, your Super Hornet boarding ladders that he has that 3D printed. And he's like, how many do you need? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, how many do you need? And I was like, well, I'm going to get three of them. 
And three days later, boom, I had in the mail showed up three of those 3D printed boarding ladders. Oh, so my Mike's a great guy, it. man. I, I offered to pay for him and he was like, nope. Those boarding and ladders are sharp too. They're they really, are. Really nice. And they're already done. They're already aligned. So all you yep. got to do is just plug it in. And yep. uh, so I just wanted to thank Mike for doing that. It was very, that's pretty cool of him. And I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Hoorah. Hey, right. we, we didn't so, talk about our Black Friday build day, man. Did we? No, well, I was no, no, we didn't. Why don't you go ahead and hit up on that real quick? Yeah, everybody. that was a good time, man. You know, kind of a club tradition that we've kind of last couple of years we've been doing is on Black yeah. Friday we'll meet up at the club meeting spot down there at the game store, and uh, you know, it wasn't just us in there. You know, we had our tables in the corner building away, and um, the uh, gamer guys were over there doing their thing, and there was some Warhammer four thousand folks painting up some stuff. So it was a good crowd in there for that day. And uh, yeah, it was a good time, man. There's like, what, six of us showed up or so? Yeah. And they got the little bistro thing next door that they opened up too. Oh, so we yeah, could eat, grab lunch and beers while you were there. You didn't have to go anywhere. I got a mad elf and I was like one of those. Had me, I like, know, dude. Buzzed you like, I made the mistake. I I saw one was like a 9% alcohol beer and I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that. I'm here working on an airplane. So I was like, you know what, dude, just give me one of those off the tap. And it was the mad elf and I was and, Paul uh, was there. Paul's like, you know, that's like an eleven percent. I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, here's a, and that's, <laughs> that's the say that you got to be careful what you get from them because, man. yeah, man, you know, it's eleven point two in the bottle, and that was in a pint glass. You know, so there could be a smidgen yeah. more in a pint glass, and so you could have got a little bit more. One of those was enough, and I was, you know, I'm they glad, are, man. you know, for my, uh, whenever I go on the road to build stuff like that, I like I didn't bring the F thirty five with me because I, I had painting to do and I wasn't going to do painting in that in that place. And so I was grabbed a, a kit off the shelf and uh, I jumped on a one three fifty scale uh, submarine that that I had that I picked up at the uh, at the uh, Maradicon show. So it was a pretty simple kit. It's like six pots to it, um, and I'll stand by on painting on on that later on. You know what though. For those builds like that, though, that um, battery-powered uh, airbrush would come in good for something like that, too, man, because you don't got a lot yeah. of compressor with you. Uh, I mean, and you know, I could have threw my CO2 tank and my, you know, I have my little wheelie uh, car there that I drag all my yeah, crap around for a, that. And, you know, I mean, I could have painted in the place. You know, I'm, I'm shooting yeah, acrylics. It's not going to stink up too bad or anything like that, but um, I just didn't want to get into the painting. And, you know, you're sitting there, you're shooting the shit with people, you lose your... your concentration what you're doing i'm gonna end yeah. up t- when i go to jack's for three or four months or whatever it is i'll take my little battery powered airbrush i mean oh, at least yeah, i man. can get some stuff you know get at least yeah, get to the go. point where basic you stuff know, like yeah you know, yeah i mean cockpit colors and i've got it set up that it'll it'll accept any airbrush so i can put an iwata or you know any, or any one of the nice airbrushes will fit on top of it i got rid of their their the compressor works great the airbrush that comes with it yeah not so much yeah <laughs> it's it's pretty cheesy but the compressor i mean it's nice you know it's just you know they're battery powered they last about a half hour i've got three of those discs so you know let's get a little bit of painting done at least get like cockpit parts and prime and so at least get a model ready so when i come home you know i can just dive right into the painting part yeah, yeah. Like that that Gabe does a lot of that with him traveling yep. as much yep. as he does. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the master of being able to do that stuff on the road. I I haven't I I tried, but I always end up doing other stuff. <clears throat> and before we move on to uh shows well, moving on to shows and contests, I'm going to give a quick Nats update. You know, the 
2023 Nats is taking place down there in San Marcos, San Marcos, Texas, on August 2nd through the 5th over at the uh, Embassy Suites and San Marcos Convention Center. It's, and it's, it's San Marcos. San Marcos. San Marcos. Not, 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 everybody's like San Marcos. Potato. It's like, no. <laughs> Say it, Darren. Oh, San Marcos. There you go. San Marcos Convention Center. San, San Marcos, Texas. That's right. It's just the other side of Bexar County. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know we're all planning to make it. I've already, you know, we got room reservations already. Oh, Jesus Christ, Whitey. <laughs> there goes the sub. Oh, boy. <laughs> Colonized. Sub, sub down, sub down. No, that was like some stick or something behind me. Oh, was it? Broom handle. Um, I know we were all planning on going, and like some of us already got rooms and everything. Yes, sir. So, I will um, say this. So sorry when we so when we were down there, we had to hit that. Allison wanted to hit the outlets when we were driving down to Corpus, so we drove by and saw. It and I was like, "Yeah, we really need to jump on and get a room somewhere." Every hotel that we've that we searched, every every one sold out. Every really? hotel. I have not been able to find a room, so I think we're going to have to go to Austin because I can't find a room. <laughs> I, I think that's going to draw a crowd from like more southern part you know more like you know mississippi alabama people that didn't go to like vegas or where's the last one omaha 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 yeah omaha i drew a blank there and uh, i think it's gonna be a pretty good crowd man i'm looking forward to it oh it'll be i mean it's it'll, i mean texas isn't a small state there, there's a ton of you know and, and, and i mean it's all it's austin area so you know, it's it's not down like Corpus or Brownsville or something like that. So I think it's you know I, th- I think it'll be a, a good location. It's gonna be hot yeah. though. Don't put your don't leave your models in yeah. your car. Oh yeah, yeah. Make a little air conditioner to transport yep. them in. Yep. Has it ever been in Austin area before the the Nats? I don't I don't think so. No. I know the Alamo Squadron does their big show, and you had yeah. Squadron used to do a. Um, up in Dallas, I think Dallas has done it, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think Austin. I mean, I could be wrong though. I just I don't ever remember it being right. There. Right. Yeah, man. Looking well, forward to it. If you guys want to find out more information on the NAS, you could go to the IPMS USA webs- website and under shows and contests, you can find it there, or you can go directly to the uh, the San Marcos Come and Make It Nationals website at www.nats2023.com. And another show we kind of alluded to it uh, earlier is JaxCon down in Jacksonville, Florida, happening February 10th and 11th of 23. And that's my uh, that was my old IPMS club when I first started getting into model building seriously. And uh, it's always been a great show. I've been to it a couple times, and I plan on, depending on my situation, I plan on driving down for it. Andy, so. it's where we met. Yeah, man. I know, man. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll be there. I'll, I'm, I'll be there because of work. So sweet. Maybe we should all try to Darren. Why do you? For, oh yeah, maybe well, we Darren's going to be gone. Oh, that's right. You're going to be. And uh, it all depends on me if my whole hip thing, if I'm having surgery or not. So you'll fart. Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, I plan on driving down for it, and uh, we can crash my mother-in-law down there. She's got a three-bedroom house all to herself. So. We have to get you a walker. Well, they are giving me one of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean now. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't need one of those just yet. Just get you, not yet. Almost get you one of yet. those ones on wheels. 
Wheelie boy. There you go. We call you wheelie boy. Can't I can't put weight on my leg like that. Real. And then um and PaxCon, you know, we're still we're in the uh, planning stages and stuff starting to finally get um nailed down and things finalized. So stay tuned and as soon as we get some more information on that. Heck yeah, can, man. Uh, I, th- I think we finished the update. I think we fi- we finished the uh the back and forth with the awards. I think we're all. Yes, I think, we're I think good. that all got laid down flat, and yep. yeah, and they, they only take like they can from the time I give them the, the the design to the time they're sitting at the door is ten days. They can do it that Damn. quick. Wow. So quick. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, but I think we got a good plan. I, I like what we're doing, and it's gonna be gonna be really cool. And then of course after that, then you have uh, the ODO. The Richmond ODO in um, last weekend in February Uh. over there in Richmond, Virginia, hosted by IPMS Richmond. And those guys, like we said earlier, they do an amazing show. And if you get the chance, you need to go check it out because it's a a top-notch event. We we always have a good time there. It's like a mini Nats, man. Yeah. It really really is. It's that good. The vendors are that good. And and that's one show that I – physically remember growing in size because when Whitey and I first went to it like back in I think what like 2008 2009 it was a good size you know I think we vended one one year and we sold out in like in an hour all of our stuff was gone and uh and I remember over the years it just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and pretty soon they may uh end up outgrowing that space and they're in so it could happen I mean it's just getting that big so maybe I'll do that with all those kits that I've got to sell. I mean, you guys are welcome to come by and see what I have, but I might just, cause I, I'm probably when, when it's all said and done, I probably have, I probably have a hundred kits. The club so. usually does a table. Well, I know like uh Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff usually and, gets yeah. a table and, and, and does some selling. Yeah. Um, we'll that, see. That's the, yeah. that's the only thing between now that, you know, I, uh, we're sort of, I, we're judging now. So I don't know if we're going to be able to do Chewy's, an OD or not because I feel like we, we can hit our, up Chewy's after we can like, go after like a, like a wind down before we head back there on the interstate to come okay. home I think that sounds like a plan we that can hit it because it, it is te- it is on the way home right we, that, uh, that direction or is it the other way it's it's yeah. I mean it's it's like it's 10, Chewy's like 15 though minutes. It's it is it. I think doing it afterwards would be I think that's a good plan because I, I, I want to help other clubs out because you know we're going to ask them for help so yeah I don't want to be that we don't want to be that kind of club where we're like you know, hey, you guys want to help us judge? No. Hey, uh, can you help us judge? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it'll be good. It'll be it'll be a good time. It's always a good time. Yeah, I mean that's all I you know the shows that are coming up in the next couple of months. All right, moving on to hobby shop shoutouts. We have three of them this week, all courtesy of our listeners. And the first one comes from Martin Hulst from Holland. He said, there's one as very, if we ever find ourselves over in Holland, he said, there's one very close to, and I'm going to butcher this ship hole airport. And it's called the aviation Megastore. Oh, wow. They have a huge collection of airplane oriented kits, aftermarket stuff, decals, books, die casts. And he says a great and knowledgeable staff as well. They, he says they also do international shipping. Yeah, they got a good website too. I mean, you can find all sorts of good stuff there. Yeah. All right, another one comes from Steve Hayes. He says one of the two last standing hobby shops in his area. He says he doesn't think he has a website, but he has Google reviews, and it's called Hobbies Unlimited. 
and San Leandro. That's over in uh, California, over in Alameda County area. And he says the owner's name is Al. He's a quick, quirky, older dude, but he's great. And he's like, he tries to get stuff from him on a regular basis to help support him. So, and another one comes in from our good buddy, Robbie Knopf's. He says, Hobby Sense in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Says their online store is the only one-stop shop in Canada where you can get Mr. Hobby paints and primers, AK weathering products, and everything you could need at the bench. And then our good buddy Derek Post sends us one. He's echoing what Scott has before and, you know, whoever else has been there. But Burbank's House of Hobbies in L.A. said great selection, great everything. And even like was talking to his wife and keeping his wife entertained and getting her to buy stuff. So. All right. So thanks, everybody, for sending in your um, hobby shop shout outs and uh, keep them coming. All right. Next up, we got our tool and tip of the episode and this episode's tip comes from one of our listeners, Steve Hayes, who gave us a pretty, you know, a decent, a good hobby shop shout out. And he says, and he sent a picture showing it, but he uses cigar tubes and he shoves a piece of the uh, makeup sponge that you use white for decals and stuff. Oh yeah, man. And he puts that in the bottom and he said, it's a great way to store your airbrush needles. Yeah. Stick it in there and it's an enclosed case. And it says it keeps them safe. So Hey, before we move on to mail call, let's take a second here about Bases by Bill. Darren, take it away. Hey, modelers, have you ever struggled with how to display a contest-winning model or a project you completed after many years of work? How about protecting a model you built for a veteran or family member? Well, Bases by Bill has a solution. Their museum-quality display cases are the perfect way to protect and enhance that special model. Built by modelers for modelers, Bases by Build display cases are available for any type of model and for any size. Check out their website at basesbybuild.com to see their new range of Astro cases, available in 18 different sizes, or to get your own custom-built display case quote. Use the code GEEKS at checkout to apply a 10% listener discount to your order. That code again is GEEKS for 10% off. Bases by Bill for all your display model case needs. All right, moving on to everybody's favorite topic. Mail call. And uh, the mailbag this week was um, pretty good. I mean, it's pretty full. And the first email is from Michael DeFleece. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. But he's commenting on our three most wanted kits. And he said it was easy for him. His most three wanted kits are 148 scale. E13A Jake float plane three times. So I'm right there with them on that one, man. Me and Justin all the time. Uh, That'd be you, cool. You know, Justin likes Japanese float planes. I, I'm, you know, I just, I kind of dig them too. And, yep. oh man, what's that old Nichimo kit is out there kicking around, but it's just a dog. Yeah. And I, I, you know, the Haskawa Dave, fantastic looking kit. Uh, I would think something like this would be something to jump oh, on you know i think I, I mean what if big t came out big t even yeah can you imagine you know? surprised oh, none of them have man. you know that's like the coolest looking one i agree it's awesome yeah. and it played a pretty significant like it was um the aircraft at midway uh that mm-hmm. um i think spotted the american fleet um and it then it i don't know what it it was in the movie midway and they did you know the cgi rendering of it and it actually looked pretty pretty damn cool in the movie um but yeah, I like it. I wish they would do a, 
a model. It's in the of that. old movie, Midway too. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that was the one that the radio batteries were dead and they couldn't transmit back to the carrier, so they had uh, to fly all the way back. Damn it! Look at you with the freaking tr- trivia. Sunday uh-huh. morning cocktail trivia, for real, there killing it, it. So yeah, I agree. I think that'd be a great kit to have in forty eight scale. Concur. And uh, David Waples sends an email about the glass files, and he sends an Amazon link and to where you where you can find them on Amazon. I know Scott, you picked up some when you were in um, Texas. I did. And uh, he also sent us a couple interesting articles about B-17s and their modification centers during World War II. They were being modified for different roles. Yeah, it could go down a real rabbit hole with that. Cause I think oh, that, that was the result of the, uh, someone asked about Cheyenne Terrets and I yep. you know, threw out the, oh, okay, the monogram kit has. And I mean, yeah, sure, the monogram guys, they just went real easy by just having to, you know, basically swap out that back piece with a round piece and making it look like a Cheyenne Terret. But then, yeah, the whole waist. Well, the waist uh, stagger and yeah. the, the no section gun windows. Yeah. that And a whole other one is B24s. You know, don't even get yourself started on that, man. Oh. It's like, holy shit. It, it, it's kind of fun. Like, we kind of got into that the other day when we were sitting around doing the Black Friday thing with Tim about, like, the logistics alone just of keeping up with all the different manufacturers and, and mo- models of Spitfires that were coming out so rapid. Like, you know, I mean, we all kind of deal with new projects here with our jobs. And, you know, you hear the the, the the stories about, like, supply and logistics, about keeping, like, production lines. And, you know, it's like, holy cow, they're trying to do this in the middle of a war. And there's got, I made the comment, there's got to be a guy out there doing maintenance who opens up the box and it's a part for Mark, whatever, <laughs> you know? And he's like, God damn it. They sent me the wrong part again. Like, you know, I mean, that had to have happened a bunch, right? <laughs> you got to think. And then, yeah, you know, man. meanwhile, back there, they're, they're just cranking out, you know, nine different factories of nine different models of B24s or B17s. Yes. Yeah, pretty sorry to go on a, on a tangent. No, there, no, but, no, yeah. dude. Uh, so B24s, I mean, you know, of course there's that, the, the monogram kit, I don't care how old it is. It's still pretty cool. You know, yeah, yeah. nostalgia for all of us, right? And my, uh, you know, my uh, my uncle who flew or, you know, was a tail gunner on B-24s. I've got, he was in the 308 and I've got, thanks to Matt, our historian, I've got like three or four really nice sheets, uh, decal sheets for the 308. So I've got a whole bunch to pick from, whether they were silver or, you know, or natural metal or, um, you know, I think I want to do the OD over. Uh, yeah. You know, great. Yeah, that's a cool scheme on B twenty nine. Yeah, and so um, I just man, I I um I should build one because um, I've got like his oh, old three hundred eight patch and you know a bunch of stuff and kind of make a neat base for it. Um, but it, you know, it would be I don't think I would go other than just out of the box. You know, just build it up and make sure the seams are all. I wouldn't scrub yeah. it or do anything. But the only thing I would do is put about fifty pounds of weight in the nose. <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. But uh, anyway, I've been anxious to to get that one done and, and build that one. Just, I mean, he he didn't make it home from the war, which sucks. I never knew him, but um, so I think about him all the time. But and my mom, she still had, she, or she had the letters that he had written her during the war and some pictures and some his patches and stuff that he had sent home. So I, I really, that kind of stuff, kind of like you Whitey, when you start really reading into and doing research to me, you know, it gets you real motivated to do something. And I'm kind of like when there's family history there in an aircraft that maybe somebody in the family flew, 
that's that's where I start. I agree with you. Like, oh, yeah. I want to. Yeah. I really would like to do it justice and you know and build that kit. I need to. Who knows? Maybe I'll jump into that one because I really don't have anything sitting on the bench. I don't know. I'm squirreling here a little bit, but um, yeah, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Yeah, you got me all anxious to <laughs> break out that freaking <laughs> monogram B twenty four kit. Do you got one? I do. I do. Oh. And I yeah, sitting there. It's not even wrapped. It's unwrapped. Get started. Out of the box. See? Go. Out of the box. Go. All right. It would be a fun build. There you go, Santa. <laughs> you bet. Right. And uh, so moving on, Martin Hulse sends us a big, pretty big email about the finishing stages of building a model. And one of the ones he had mentioned was like, you know, fear of messing up in the last days. Oh, God, yeah. And... You know, a lot of the prep work, the landing gear, the landing lights, the pitos, antennas, AOA probe, ordnance, and static wicks and stuff. And uh, he's like, how many times will I knock off a pitot tube or something else? And, you know, that's, you know, some of the, like the, the kits now, like the, was the Academy Phantoms that have you put the landing gear struts in while you're building it. Yep. And so, you, got, you know, it kind of makes you stay on your toes so you don't break something off. I just get the heebie-jeebies in the end of a build anyway, because especially if it's going well. Like yes. if I have the paint, I put all that effort into the paint. I've weathered it. It's just, I'm like, you know, decals or markings or whatever are sealed. Everything looks perfect. All I got to do is glue the canopy on or put some antennas or whatever. Are you kidding me? The, the, the Probably the wheels. The wheels and, uh, and alignment of the wheels is the part that I just, Oh dang, man! I just yeah, want to. I just don't want to do alignment it. too. And he's yeah. talking about jet aircraft because he said he finished the uh, yep seventy-two scale MiG twenty-nine. Yeah, he did uh, that in the. What uh, do we Ghost all love? Yeah, what do we all love to hate <laughs> fiddles? Yeah, That's right? it. That's what I was Those... gonna say. It's the small humps and bumps in the antenna. So I got to glue oh. that stuff on it. Oh my god, pedo tubes. Those little sons of bitches will freaking. <laughs> That's yep. the mojo getting sucked out. And then he's like, you know. You know, do I use all the camo stencils or have I gone mad? And I was uh, like, you know, no, 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 no hold on. Because those things wouldn't right last. There. Yeah. there is no need for a camo stencil, people, ever. <laughs> yeah. You have a thing. It's called an airbrush. And your trigger. Learn how to use the damn airbrush. Don't be using no damn. That's like Quinta on crack. Well, I, I so I'm, I'm going to defend him on this one because I believe he's oh, talking about the digital camo. Cam oh, yeah, he's talking about stencil decals that just, like line up. Oh yeah, on, yeah. Uh, With those yeah. camo schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With well, yeah, yeah. Those digital camo schemes. You. Yeah. Obviously, and he had a. And that's a lot of issue. tape right there. Let me tell you. Yeah. He said he got an issue with uh, mass too, with the sticky stuff that got left behind. He did. Oh yeah. And he said he stuck it on his like palm of his hand a few times, and uh, he said his um. He used uh, Vallejo model there, and well, and he said he had it was probably fine. wouldn't been my first it. choice. Yeah, he said he set it on for two or three days between each masking step, and it held up fine. But yeah, he, like, that's stuck to the model paint. model air. So this is just old. This is just my opinion, but it's like using craft paint. It's it's very rubbery, and so it's it takes forever. It's not like enamel or acrylic or lacquer where. It's nice and dry fairly quickly. Yeah. You know, it really adheres to the surface. That model air, whatever it is, they may have some great colors or whatever. I just, yeah, it's just, I've, it is like goopy goo and it'll clog. You want to talk about air uh, tip dry? 
And we all hate tip dry, don't we? Yep. <laughs> nobody likes Me, myself, and Irene. Nobody yeah. likes a dry tip. I'm telling you, people. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's why I just um, model air. Nope. nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I, you know, I, I had this conversation with somebody not too long ago, and I put it right there. I know it's two different types of paints, but it's the same situation. Uh, the mission models and some of these other paints, where you have to be a chemist to mix this stuff and you know i gotta be honest with you and stand by all right i don't want to shock anybody here because i'm gonna openly admit Uh-oh. i'm a lazy bastard <laughs> it's okay i don't want to mix that stuff i want to put it in my cup i want to shoot it i want to clean my airbrush out and go on to the next color you know Ain't i don't that, want to mess around with stuff and there's just too many good paints out there that are literally squeeze drop shoot and yep. uh I just can't see it. And, and it, you know, okay, so a dollar, two dollars for a bottle of model air plus all the other BS you've got to mix with it. You're right there with a bottle of, you know, MRP or whatever, you know, yeah, SMS stuff that's ready to shoot. I, I just, yep. Some people are like, I don't like to use MLT because it's too expensive. Really? It's like a dollar or 50 cents more than regular thinner or isopropyl or whatever. Like, just, just use it. Just it's use not it. Like, it's not like you're, you're going to use it all in one shot. I mean, no. I've got a bottle. Yeah, a bottle's going to last you months. For six months. months. Months, man. Months. I was one of the idiots. Of time. Do y'all remember, I, was, it, was it during COVID when you couldn't get that stuff? And I found <laughs> it. Uh, I can't remember where I, man, I bought like 20 bottles of it, which is hilarious because now I've got 19 bottles still sitting in my yeah. drawer after two years. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. I don't that's use all you'll other. ever have to buy exactly. for the rest of your life. Exactly. Probably knock on, yeah. knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, we, we always say we're, you know, we don't, um, we're always very kind to people. We don't shit on people for their models, but if you're using crappy ass paint, well, that's a different story, brother. It well, just, I've got it's an- just going to lead to problems. I've got <laughs> yeah. another saying for our shirt. You know, we already got life's too short for shitty kits. Well, life's too yeah. short for shitty paint too. So. Yes. Period. Yeah. Yeah. We should say yep. something like, uh, um, come, come up with some saying about craft paint, though. I got, <sighs> I got to coin a good phrase. I get it. Not everyone can, yeah. you know. No, I get. Yeah, it's it's but, budget, right? Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You got to work within your budget. I, I'm I'm a blessed person. I, I I am. I know that. I'm I'm able to do things like this, and uh, and and not everybody can do that. I, Dude, but, when I was like 17 years old, I I could afford by mowing a few lawns, I could go buy. The, the best paint at the time model master so if if a teenager can do it then a grown man person can get a couple bottles of paint yes sorry that's just my opinion yeah i mean it, it goes back yeah. to building uh, nice kits uh it's yeah. you know they don't have to be expensive kits uh nope. but it's just the enjoyment of the of the hobby comes with a kit that fits well and the you can extend that right on through the build when paint, it comes yeah, to painting. Paint you know, well. yep. With all, you know, how many, open up any hobby forum out there and there's going to be a zillion questions on what's going on with my paint. Yep. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, man, I'll tell you what's One going on. Always, <laughs> yep. I would always try to do too was before I switched over to Gunsy was I would always use that manufacturer's thinner to thin their paint. A lot yeah. of people come into problems is when they try to use their homebrew thinner to thin model air or something, 
And then oh, you mean wait, into... Windex, Windex, and brake fluid doesn't help thin the paint? Uh, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. right. Holy crap, <laughs> Eureka! <laughs> and so I always kind of did that until I started using Gunsy, and then I started using that with ninety one percent or MLT. I'll use MLT on that because it thins it pretty good as well. And uh, and also in his email, he asked a question. He's like, "What's the like, general rule of thumb of where?" the interior color on a cockpit mainly on jet aircraft where is it like the canopy sill where does it end you know the delineation for the canopy sill it depends it does that's why i was like i told him you know check your references because sometimes like a lot like on the f-14 the canopy sill was black but it would get all beat to piss because of just maintenance and people going in and out and it'd be pretty chipped chipped up pretty good same thing with phantoms and hornets you know, I think on most Navy jets and Air Force, I think the canopy stills are black. So, yeah, actually, on the Hornet, there is a delineation mark. It actually turns about three quarters of the way over into gray. So it's black, uh, like a quarter of an inch, uh, and then the rest of it's uh, gray uh, to the outside. So it all depends on the aircraft. Yeah. Same I with the canopy, you, hit, mode, you know? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, which is um, uh, check your references. Just check. I mean, there's enough out there. You can Google, oh, yeah. like, you know, X aircraft. Uh, cockpit sill and boop it'll google will show you you know but i don't think that's the thing we've talked about before is and i don't think i spent a whole lot of, I, I spent a lot of time working on a cockpit on a model and then i take it to a show or whatever and i spend like a nanosecond looking at the cockpit yeah <laughs> so yeah. i'm trying to s- speed up be a little speedy gonzalez here when it comes to the cockpit stuff because it's rather than spending like all those times and all that stuff and it's closed up can't see it you know our next email we don't have to hit on it very much but jorge avila he's like listen to the latest episode and it got me thinking about the segment concerning advice and not so good advice and he says he completely agrees that if you do not know what you're talking about don't give out advice but the question becomes how would you know what is and is not good advice yeah well, you don't that's why Uh, i respect the people giving the advice (laughs) yep and you know i would always I would never speak to something that I couldn't do. It, I would only give advice on something that I know that I could do. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say that, oh, yeah, yeah, do yeah, this, this, you know, whatever, yeah. if I've never done it myself. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not advising anyone on how to paint a ME-109. Nope. You know what I mean? So, I mean. There's books out there. For but, that. yeah, how do you know if someone's feeding you bogus gouge? Um, it's like health information. Get a second opinion, man. Yeah. And why do you yeah. like when you get ready to do your like, dude, don't sweat that paint job, man. Just come on over here and we'll paint. We'll paint it together, man. It's all right. you're be like, oh, crap. That's yeah. all you do. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's it. It's easy. And, but yeah, I, there's a little there's a little there's a little. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, yeah. The unsolicited uh, advice fairy. That yeah. little that little chick comes running around every once in a while and she can just go away because nobody likes her. Uh-uh. Nope. Yeah. It's like the good idea fairy. Yeah, she can stay away, man. Anyway. All right, Jorge. So there you go, man. And he also asked, too, he says, one thing he truly looks forward to is Nemo's presentation of the Navy's TPS schemes. And so uh, I went ahead and I shot him um nemo's write-up that he did for the nats on that so cool check your email yeah you've got mail my friend if you go to nats and uh in san marcus then um 
I think I got, am I, did we get roped into doing another one? I think we're doing that one again. I and think then we're all, yeah, go ahead. And then, sorry. Yeah. And then they also asked me to do uh cockpits. How do I do cockpits? So I'll do a similar well, presentation. Something we ought to think about do. is, have, I'm not sure where we're going to be set up yet, but I mean, do, you know how the triple P guys had that table set, you know, where they were set up yep. at and they were kind of just throughout the show working, working on stuff. stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah. we should probably think about doing something like that. That way people coming up, you know, have, 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 have it just something set there up. On. Hey, Oh, here real quick. I'll show you how to, how yeah. to, uh, you know, pre-shade panel lines real quick. Like, you know, have, have yeah. a mule there or something like that, that we can That's screw around idea. with. Like, you yeah. know, Great idea. That's a good idea. Done. And uh, our next two emails kind of touch on the same subject. And uh, the first one from Scott, he's like, he's never been a part of the model club or the show world, but he has attended like three competitions, entered models twice in the last 20 years. And he said he's with that. He said he relies on the likes of Tamiya model magazine for inspiration and improvement before podcasts and YouTube. He's always sought to improve. And he's been building since the mid seventies with with no real breaks. Even in college, he had stuff that he would do to like a tackle box and he had his stuff in and he would keep doing it. And he said that, uh, um, the world of podcasts and YouTube have really let me get a bit, a better understanding of some of the things and changes in life where I can start thinking of joining a club. My son is off to college in the fall, so I will get involved with a Nats chapter for the first time with an eye toward raising my quality of work. He said he spoke to some of us at MarauderCon, and he really appreciated the advice and stuff that we gave him. He says that he really respects our opinions and thanks us for doing a good job. And then, and Steve Hay sends us an email. He's like, hey, dudes, great episode. Really enjoyed me to connect with my local IPMS chapter out here in Northern California. So another one who listened to the show, heard about how you know, we benefit from our model club and went and joined his local club. And then Robbie Noss, he sent us an email. He's like, I love the part in the last episode where Whitey passed off the Kitty Hawk SU-27. He said he got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you can I laugh apologize that, again, Robbie. man. <laughs> Dude, but it all it all worked out. I nope. mean, it's, I got an awesome SU-27 finish. You know? F- full disclosure, I haven't gotten any text from anyone about Christmas lists <laughs> okay, thus cool. far. Let and me... if I do, I'll be careful about what I recommend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's this company called Lindbergh, and they make awesome <laughs> oh, stuff. It's got yeah, you man. can get them at Ollie's. Ollie's yeah. has a bunch of them. Three they for $5. Awesome. I, I saw Awesome uh, Sky Raider, I think it was. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So uh, thanks, everybody, for writing us an email, dropping us a line on Facebook. And if you have any more questions, comments, show suggestions, or you just want to say hi and shoot the breeze a little bit, feel free to hit us up at uh, contact at modelgeekspodcast.com. Or get on our Facebook page and just search the uh, Model Geeks Model Shack. You can, that where you'll find we hang out there a lot, and we post most of our own work on there as well. So look forward to hearing from you. All right. For the main topic, you know, a lot of stuff's been going around about you know what to do. And I was sitting there trying to think of something to come up and come up with and talk about. And I saw something online recently on Facebook. That kind of triggered me. Well, not really triggered, but just kind of gave me the idea. And it's our stashes. 
And I know we visited the stash monster back in episode eight, but recently on Facebook, you know, you know, Mike Reeves posted a, uh, a post on Facebook that said that he was going to sell a bunch of his model kits very soon. And he said the reality of age versus stash versus new kits is weighing in on his decision. And our friend, Ivan Jansen Taylor. Also, he's like nearly my entire stash of kits will be going up for sale soon. Keep an eye out for anything interested. And I know he may be, I think, pondering a move across the pond or somewhere else, but along the same lines, you know, and I was sitting here, I read that and I happened to look to the right and I saw my stash of close to probably now almost 280 kits. And I'm like, you know what? They're right. I mean, there's no way that I am ever going to live long enough to build what I have. And then when the new stuff comes out, cause we see it like all the new stuff that's coming out that, that, that you add to your stash, you know? So where do you guys, how do you guys tackle the, the size of your stash? Because, you know, later on when that, you know, God forbid that time comes, we move on, you know, a lot of that's going to be a hindrance to our, our loved ones or your partner, or whoever, you know, cause now they got to worry about, these 300 plus model kits they got to worry about. I think, uh, I think this topic is timeless, timely. Uh, I was just having this discussion with Paul, uh, just two days ago. Uh, he was over here and I'm like, it's, it's almost gluttonous. i look at what I have and, uh, and I don't, I just don't know how it happened. It's like happened. It seemed like overnight, right? You blink twice. The next thing you know, you oh, have yeah. more kits and yep. you know what to do with. And, and you're right. I mean, how do I, there are catalogs out there, but how do you go about pricing something like this? If I was to pass away tomorrow, my wife would have to deal with all this stuff. No, nah, man, we just come over and take it all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we would we would cherry pick your stash. We'd cherry pick your stash. We leave all the Lindbergh rickshaws there. There, there are no rickshaws. I promise. Yeah. I you know, yeah. I thought about that, and I, I think Whitey's done the same thing. I have a Excel spreadsheet of everything, all my kits, yeah. decals whatever and i put the price that i paid for it yeah and what it could be worth you know and and i've already it, it's in my will that if i should succumb to some untimely demise that you guys get first crack at everything bucket. <laughs> yeah my hip gives out on me or something <laughs> i end up dying from something. too late but uh i t- i told Kristen, you know it's in her will that hey you guys come over take what you want and then she can either sell the stuff cuz i have a pretty she she don't have to worry about money or just get a freaking dumpster and just dump all this crap in the dumpster. No I told way. Her, I don't want her worrying about I'm it. I'm not doing that. I was like, just get rid of it. If it's going to make you make it easier on you, just whatever doesn't go, get rid of it. And that's why I made that, that list for her in case she decided, you know, hey, I want to sell this stuff. She had prices in which to go off of. So, yeah. But, but you know, I'm sitting, like, I'm sitting here and we talk about this and I have four kits on the floor in my basement because I have no room on the shelf for them. So now I'm like going through like, all right, what am I going to get rid of to make room on the shelf for these guys? You know, and it's just, I, I can see where they're coming from because they kind of, when Mike, I saw Mike, Mike's post and I was like, Oh yeah, he's right, man. You know, what you get rid of when new stuff comes out. That's better than stuff. Like right now. Oh, the, the, the Tamiya F-14s come out. Oh, I had two Haskell F fourteens. They went to oh, eBay. Yeah, they got, went with the eBay right away, man. Boom, yeah, gone. Yeah, Same I with the uh, Phantoms. I got rid of the Haskell Phantoms. I, I I held on to the RF that I have, and that's about yeah. it. Um, but that that's kind of how I uh, 
quote, manage my stash is by, you know, if something new. And, you know, one of your bullet points here is, I'm not sure if you covered it already. I was, I got up to go to the head real quick, but uh, when is adding to the stash enough? I'll tell you what, man, when they stop coming out with friggin' nice kits, uh, <laughs> I know. Cause I mean, uh, my mantra has always been, I try to keep 200, you know, uh, oh, I wish I could 200 is a number that just, I don't know. Cause, cause I was there when I, when I did my inventory count, you know, and I was like, all right, that's good. Boom. Stop there. And, uh, but I'm beyond that right now by a few. And, it's because so many cool subjects are, are, exactly. have come out in the last, God, you can just say the last year, man. I mean, yeah. stuff, topic, subjects you never thought would just be a, a mainstream kit. I mean, geez, the P8 right over here, the, the Sky said, Shark, yeah. the, uh, uh, man, there's so many. And like, you know, and then ICM Fury. with their like Broncos and so, like, you know, you had the old Testo's Bronco on the, in the stash. Get rid of it, man, because these things are you here. You got to get the Pargon stuff for the oh god kit, yeah Forget, you, know? you know so that that you know when i when i look at that when is adding man because and then you know i can sit here and look at this and go well, i still want there's still other subjects out there that i know i want to buy man yeah um so yeah, you yeah. know it's it's it, stash management man <laughs> I, 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 su- I suck at it yeah i, 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 suck I, I, I Mike, if i was going to give my, myself a grade i get a f minus yeah most of us would <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy you know and uh and i guess the good thing about it for me is like allison doesn't care she could care less yeah if i'm like hey honey i bought 20 like we'll come home from a show and she's like oh what'd you get and i sit there and i'm like I got another like 20 kits and she's like, Oh cool. You know? And so the only thing she doesn't like is that I'm starting to like take over the storage area in the basement. So I see. Yeah. I was, it was just confined out of control, man. Then my closet. And then I was like, I'll just put a couple more over in the basement. And I put it in the storage unit. And now it's like most of the storage unit. And then now I I call that the vault. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I call it the vault. That's where the good stuff's at. (laughs) Really good good stuff stuff is. (laughs) Yep. And uh, I had to get another table and start another pile. And, to, and so then I was like, man, I just got way too much crap. So I've been going through recently and everything. I'm like, seriously, am I really going to build this? And if the answer isn't like right away, yes, I put it on the table. And so I've, I've been going through, but there's That's still like all that stuff it. you see behind me. I'm like, That's so hot to do, that? man. Yep. I can't, I can't, I'm not getting rid of my Hoskow A4s again. Yeah. No, don't do that. I but I did. mean. You know? yeah until Tamiya kicks an a four out then then you go yeah then then I'll get it <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean i yeah i'm at I'm at the point now where i I've thinned the herd of stuff that I know yeah. I'm just like, all right, I'm not building that ever, you know, but yeah. um everything that's out there now, I look at it and I go, definitely building that, like you know, and tim uh el presidente made a made a good uh point uh, when we were discussing this one time at a club meeting or a build day or something like that and he said you know it's it's potential like it, it sure, it's, yeah. it's it's the option like you know yeah you know you're not going to build 800 model kits between now and death yeah. but guess what you have the potential to build whatever you want like you whatever know you there yeah. like you know it's like your own, scott said it too you know you got your own hobby shop it's a mini hobby shop right and i think yeah. for me how i i have such a hard time getting rid of kits when I can't even get rid of the old box. Oh man. Of the yeah. model that I did. Oh yeah. And there you are. You keep the box. So I you're can't like even double. Get, like how the hell am I going to get rid of kits when I can't even throw the box away? 
you know, with a bunch of old sprues yeah. that, hello, in 40 years of building models, ask me how many times I've used any of the old shit from old sprues. Yeah. Never. Or maybe once or twice. You know? A couple times. That's an idea yeah. for the club to, so. you ought to we ought to get like a, a, a spare parts bin going. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. To, just to have like, you know, there it is yep. at the meeting, sitting on the table. You need a pod. It's in there. They do that up at uh, Nova. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've grabbed stuff out of there. Uh, yeah. You know, at the show at the um, I'm thinking the Model Classic. There's always a table set up with a ton of boxes of just spare pots, and I'll always hit it up for various items. So, so even though I suck at managing the stash, um, I still I still get excited when I go and I look through all of my kits that I because it's that I think. It it is absolutely one hundred percent for me. It's the that thought or that excitement when you first look at a kit that maybe you haven't seen, and you're like, "Oh man, I could do this to it, and I could do that scheme, and oh man, I wonder if what kind of decals are going to come out, and oh man, I wonder if they're going to make masks. Oh man, man, this yeah. should be like the best one ever. Okay, I'll buy it, and you buy it, and then you go put it in the, and now it's four hundred and twenty three sure but you know you still that's <laughs> yeah. still part of the enjoyment of the hobby though it is it, it's just yeah, that it uh you know yeah. looking at it and going yeah man this is gonna look so badass when i'm done with it but then well, you're gonna me, like run out of room though to store so these things. everybody knows right i I'm, I'm an idiot and i don't typically open the packaging like i i'll keep it wrapped which is just because there's this part of me that i'm like yeah i'm probably not gonna build this i'm probably gonna sell it but I'm going to leave it. So I'm going to go ahead and leave it in the wrapper. Cause then it's like brand new, you know, it's like my own little hobby shop with my cellophane wrapped kits. And I get it. I'm like, that's like the, the one side of me is like, dude, you are such a dumbass. I can't believe you're doing like open it. And the other part of me is like, I can't open it, man. I'm going to sell it. You know I mean? You can leave just, the bag sealed on the inside. Yeah. You know, I, I, just, I've been doing that lately, leaving the bag sealed. Leave the bag sealed. And then, um, but, yeah. but I got to open it and take a look, man. <laughs> well, if you go overseas, like in Japan, the boxes aren't sealed over there. So, yeah, they're yeah, open. The bags have, are sealed. You don't have to worry about people stealing stuff. Yeah. Well, why, why do you pull, you pull all your decals out, too? So you, I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I yank the decals out and put them in the binders. So that's that because my stash is in the garage and it gets like a million degrees in the summer out there. So yeah. <laughs> the decals and resin come out of the boxes. Yeah. <clears> she want Mr. Warpy Droopy Wings. Yeah. Know? whatever but yeah. i sit here and i look at my stash now I'm like, all right what what could i possibly move on from i'm like i want to build that i want to build that oh i want to build that one. Oh, I, I i gotta build this you know and it's like yeah it's a, it's a sickness man yeah well, whatever amen. there's worse well, things there's sickness. worse things out there yeah, I know. there I know. is right i mean you know strippers and blow or whatever or you're supposed to, you know i mean we don't we're not like, into any a, of that at all i'm like yeah i've I'm got just, a monogram prowler that I started years ago with the cutting edge stuff to it there that I'll probably never build, you know? And I'm just like, what do I do with that? You know, no one's going to buy that. I'm going to just build it. Man. I'm going to pull up my, uh, my model stash inventory real quick, just to see what my, and again, I'm kind of like, for, like I, my, when I throw a price on there, it's what I, what I paid for it. So, all right. I don't know if this should be public disclosure or what, but <laughs> but here goes. Okay, so I'm currently sitting at 223 kits, oh, and I'm over. I'm over. Yeah, I, I said I'm past my 200 number, man. By by quite a, by, by too many, and so with modest pricing 
on each of these kits, meaning I could probably add another 10 bucks to the price if I really was a d- uh, and threw them on eBay. Uh, but for just like what I paid or for what, like, you know, oh, yeah. I'm at dollars in kits. <laughs> so that's still way cheaper than a bass boat, man. And I should have insurance on that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the other thing too. Should you insure it? Yeah. I mean, I th- probably, I, that's yeah. definitely something I should throw in my policy. Yeah. Cause you can do that. And especially if you have, you like I say, a, a, a no shit inventory, like, and you know, I'll, I'll go to Dave Knights for some counsel on this, but, um, <laughs> he's a resident lawyer. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, and that's another good thing about having a, a detailed summary and uh, inventory of, of what you what you have in your collection yep. is you throw that out on paper and go, hey, look, here's what it's here's what it's worth, and you can go ahead and research these numbers if you want to. But uh, I think that's real. I think that's really smart, Whitey. How you how you do it, where you've got you know, a list of decals, you have a list of mm-hmm. books or models, all that stuff is all listed. Yeah. So, you know, not only helps you just kind of keep track of things, um, but it also, when you go to a show and you're like, do I have this? Oh, ah, def- yes, yeah, so def- definitely. This. You know, looking for yep, this. Quick or whatever. Reference. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, like, I, I don't have anything written down. It's, I don't have anything in my will, nothing. I mean, it's just, I need to, yeah, just, I need to do that. Cause I've, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's not like it's like $10 worth of stuff, you know I mean? No, that's what I mean. It, it freaking adds up, man. Dollars like, worth of 30 second scale to me, a Thunderbird F-16 sitting at Golly, just, yeah. I guess those, you know? Yeah, can you imagine what our friend <laughs> warehouse, oh, holy oh, shit. Good like, Lord. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That dude is sitting on a gold mine, man. I'll tell you this, he's got two of those Zacto Man um, A7 correction sets, two of them. And I know you can get a mortgage payment for damn near one of them. Wow, yeah. Because people will, like, cut a man's throat for that sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's why, I guess that's why you don't see that kit anywhere on, on, you know. And that is for what, the 132nd scale A7? Yeah, yep, the Trumpeter 132nd scale. To do what, modify it or or just to correct? Corrects the... Corrects the shape okay. of the of the intake, yeah, and the windscreen. Oh, it's that bad, huh? Uh, yeah, and uh, Zach, the man, he said that he discontinued it until he could find a better way in which to do the windscreen. Because before he had like a frame, and I guess you had to put clear, you know, whatever. To, yeah, huh, yeah, to do that. But yeah, but those, that thing is go, just go get out there and look, man. I I think the last one that I saw, no shit, seven hundred and ninety six dollars. Do you have that kit? Do you what? have the trumpeter kit? No, I don't have the trumpeter kit, man. But I was just looking because I just look for random stuff, and it was like two years ago. A Zacto Man A7 correction set went for seven hundred. I mean, stuff's worth as much as you're willing to pay for it, right? And I mean, like, exactly. I, 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 I would do. love an A5A conversion by Cutting Edge, and there's one that kicks around on eBay, and yeah. it's in the eight hundred dollar range. And I'm like, yeah, man, over uh, you know, I would love to have an A5A in my collection, um, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not that gifted, man. Well, you know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, and that's the wife's take on, cause I, you know, I collect football cards too, who I, I used to, and I kind of like picked up a little bit in the last couple of months or so, just to kind of update my card collection. But same thing. She's like, this, I'll tell her, oh, this thing's worth like 40 bucks. She's like, yeah, it's only if somebody's willing to pay that. And I was like, yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. But, you know, I have this and who knows in 30 years, 
you know, well, you guys can retire and buy an island somewhere, maybe. So the the stash, I don't have just a stash of model kits, right? We've got decals, paint. I, I just have way too much of all of that stuff. But the one thing that probably where I have the most money tied up are my aviation prints. Those are the things that yeah, yeah man. Um, I should definitely insure those because I've probably I've got now those are all cataloged and numbered and I keep track of everything from who I bought it from, where I got it, when I got it, how much I paid for it, what it's valued at, all that stuff. It's all in a binder. And um, so John Bonani probably can appreciate this. But I mean, I've got the last time I added, I had like, I'm not kidding, man. I had like dollars worth of prints. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because a couple man. of those, some of the Hartman prints that I have and that one, the the one that has um, Bush Seniors, um, Herbie Hancock. That's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's, those are just, they're not cheap. You, know? you could drag that yeah. down to San Marcos, put it on a stand and say, Probably start could. the bidding. And that Probably would just. Could. <laughs> Probably could, you know. Probably could. And that's the thing. I'm not going to ever, and this is the, this is kind of like keeping the kid in the wrapper, right? It's, I keep them in a, in a closed flat area where they will never, ever see the light of day. And is that, yeah, is that the I mean, dumbest thing, you, you know, know. cause I'm, but I'm, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, I want them to stay flat and I don't, and I have a couple of them that are framed, but you know, and I, one of the, one of the ones that I have that's more expensive is actually framed, but you know, I, I just don't have any place to put them cause they take up so much room, but yeah, that's a whole other thing about whether it's a stash monster or my paint monster or my decal monster or my print monster. I just, you know, it's, I couldn't afford this stuff when I was little. And are a teenager, and I can now, and so I buy it when I see when I see something I like, I just buy it, you know. And right, I'm not out running around buying or buying bass boats or whatever. And sure, yeah, you know, and my wife, she doesn't care, you know. So I, it's so much fun. I love doing it. And race it's, cars. It's fun to like show that you know how we like. Oh, what you? What was your haul at the last? show or whatever we all post pictures of what we bought i mean i love seeing you guys stuff just as much as my own you know so and you guys are part of the problem because you guys will go buy something and i'm like (laughs) man that looks awesome and then i'll go buy it you know so we're all we're all enablers you know that's the problem (laughs) you know another thing too is sitting here looking at us i mean we're all you know i'm not going to say advanced age but you know we're getting a little like it you know you're getting a little older and you know your dexterity is not the same your your eyesight's not the same you know so like what point do you like a lot of stuff ain't the same (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know so you're on the i mean the back nine of our lives you know and so it's like oh uh, man at what point do you put it like that You know, like OptiVisors are big, you know, like I have one and, uh, you know, we got our <laughs> magnifiers and stuff because I think mean, that's yeah. one of the first things to go is our eyesight, right? You start. I can't work without a magnifier anymore, man. Yep. I mean, it's just, yep. you know, when it comes to painting details, um, yeah, forget about, I'm not, I'm not a Mach 1 eyeballing it no more, man. Spectacles and a magnifier. That's, I can't, I don't think I could, yeah, I couldn't. I could I could try, but it ain't nope. happening. <laughs> I find myself sometimes with my optimizer on looking through my magnifier. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. You know, too, 
So how many kids do you say you build a, a year, Whitey? Four? Five? I'd, I'd put my number at five. Okay, at five. Yeah. And you have 220 kids. I did the math. That means you had to live 44 years to build all so those kids. So I'm 53 right now. You think I'm not going to so make it into 44, my late 90s? Man, right. come on. I'm going to. Yeah, you we're could. all going to make it. <laughs> That's why I go to the gym every morning, man. I'll probably die of a heart attack. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got a good friend who's an uh, aerobics instructor. She had a heart attack a few years ago, and I'm like, "You let me, that's like I have no hope now. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing this?" You know, one, of the, uh, one of the guys, one of the guys that um, that I work with, my my boss, great guy, super super big cyclist. I mean, and he's 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 smaller than I am. He's thinner than I am, and um, he was in like his mid uh, maybe early sixties, late fifties. And I mean, this dude, like for fun, he would go ride like a hundred miles. I mean, that was just yeah, the road, like every day, and uh, triple bypass. Yeah, that, man. I mean, all, like well, genetics, too, genetics man. That's all. Yeah, it is. like you're genetically disposed. Sure. And, yeah. Like my grandmother, she had a heart attack in her sixties, and so cholesterol is always a big thing. And so I always hawk my cholesterol, and thankfully my cholesterol is good. And every year I always get that checked. If I don't get a full on physical. I at least go and get my cholesterol, my lungs x-ray. And I get my lungs checked out because my family growing up smoked. And so they smoked in the house, the car. And so that's always in the back of my mind. And I want to stay on top of if I have anything in my lungs or something. So I kind of stay on I, every other year. So I get a chest x-ray too, just to make sure everything's all kosher. Hey man, it's a sedentary hobby. So, I mean. It is. Yeah. And that's why. When I, when I work on something, sometimes I'll stand up and do something just so I'm not sitting down all the time. And I'll make it a point to get up and walk around or go do something. And before my my hips started giving me problems, you know, I was working out every day. And unfortunately, that working out every day is one of the things that led to my hip being messed up. So, you know, I think it just all comes down to the individual, really. Like, when are you going to say, okay, I'm at my end. I can't go anymore. You know, this is it. My eyesight's gone to the point where I don't get the enjoyment of building like I used to. And man, I know, swear there, to move on. There's some days where I'm working on that sh- crappy ass kit. I think I'm there. I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to go buy die cast models from now on. Cause screw this, screw this crap. I'm going home. <laughs> uh, Cause you just get, yeah. And then, to me, it comes out with an F-35, and I'm like, okay, Ooh. we'll be all right. <laughs> I, I have seen folks out there that have listed their stuff on, on Facebook, like a Marketplace or on some of the auction groups where they said, you know, uh, age and, or life or whatever, and they're, they're getting rid of everything. Yeah. yeah sure. I've seen it more than once, uh, twice, three times. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I've seen it a couple times. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go out swinging, so I'm going to try and put a dent in this thing. And it's like, this guy doesn't listen to this podcast, but a buddy of mine at work was like, Hey man, I was at my parents' house over Thanksgiving and they found this model kit that they, that I got like years ago when I was a kid. And I was like, you want it? And I was like, I wasn't going to tell the guy. No, you know, I was like, yeah, sure, man. And he brings it over and it's that Ravel F 18 Hornet. There you go. The one from like the nine, like early nineties with the gear that you can, that are two pieces. So if you want to show it in flight, you could yeah, send man. the gear in there. So it's, it's that kit. 
And I'm like, man, I'm never going to build that thing. So now I've got another kid. Rob it for the pots, man. That's what that's what I'm going to do. And then just, just boom, I'll give it to some thing. kid in the neighborhood. That's what I, that's what I would do. I would, I would, cause I'm a totally different topic, but what do you do with the kits that you have built? Like I, I'm out, I'm out of room. So I need to get rid. I want I need to go through the cabinet and get rid of a bunch of stuff. Cause yeah. I just, that's I, a, I need to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's a real issue, man. It is. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I have room for display cabinets. I just, don't want to drop the money and buy them. And uh, right now like my that. shelf space is occupied and I kind of do the rotation thing. Like I finish a new kit and one of them, the old, uh, the oldest one yeah. comes off and it goes in a bin out, out in the garage and it'll probably sit there forever and <laughs> we'll see what happens. <clears throat> yeah. I'd rather give, I mean, I'd rather, I don't want to th- chunk them, but I mean, yeah. you know, I've asked a few businesses. I'm like, Hey, do you guys want that? Nah, nah. like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Want them. All right. Now, granted, they haven't seen them, so it's not. I think if they saw them, they might be like, "Oh." Um, well, then it's you know? like, is it their product? Like, you go into the Sikorsky building down the street and go, "Hey, I have a yeah. proposal for you guys." Like, you know, if you have a display case, would you like to have some some items in there that show your product? Oh, absolutely, yeah. put it in there. But then, yeah. <laughs> a yeah, real possibility is someone walks away with something. it, though. <laughs> you know, oh, ask yeah. all on that one. Yeah. 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 So I guess it really just comes down to like what you're you know, when is enough for you, you know? Never. We're not, none of us are stopping, man. Well, yeah, we're not stopping. (laughs) No, but, you know, the conversation has uh, led me to look over here and say, it's time to get rid of some stuff. I mean, the the, the simple fact that the older kits out there with the newer stuff coming out, and dare I say it, I mean, I've got some older A-10s up here. I get rid of with Academy coming out with the new, yeah, man, the new one. I mean, why? Yeah, why keep absolutely. Those, you know? Yeah, yep. Um, like I got the monogram A10. I can't bring myself to get rid of it. I kind of feel have, bad about Ming. You know, they they put all that time yeah. and effort into an F35, and then yeah. Big D drops one, and everybody's like, sell, yeah. sell, sell. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, AMT B B uh, B52G down here. I'm never going to build it. I don't even know why I have it sitting down here. I mean, <laughs> well, that'd be a like I've got like their EC one thirty fives, you know, and their KC one thirty fives on the my shelf over here, and I'll keep those for yeah, just do. like that'd be one of the kids I keep just for nostalgic reasons. What uh, they are, Darren? What G model do you have? Do you have the early or the later? Uh, I I couldn't tell. I can't see the box. Is it I'm silver not- or or camo? It's silver. Okay. Huh. I'm only looking at one little picture on the side of the. I'd have to go dig it out, but. Uh, it looks like it's silver from here. What about so? What about the wild it's hair, <laughs> freaking up the kazoo kits that you bought? You know, I'll be at a show and I'll there'll be some guy who built a I don't know just whatever super ultra rare plane that they built like two of them. You know, and one survived, and but it, he did such an awesome job. And you, they have a like frill, like they have a vacuform of it or whatever. And you're like, oh man, and you buy it, and you're like, you get home, and like a month later, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? And then it's so obscure that only like Justin would want to build it, you know, but he's like, <laughs> nah, I don't need it, you know. Yeah. So then it just sits there because nobody really wants it, but yet you are the dumbass who bought it, you know. It's just, I, I have some of those, you know, and I can't. I want to get rid of them, and I I, I can't. <laughs> I have um, you, one of the things I was looking at the other day in my stash. 
I was watching um the the, the series Mad Men recently, and yeah. at the very last episode, uh, that jerk off uh, Pete. He he gets a job with Learjet, and off he goes to Wichita. And in the scene, they show him and his wife getting out of the cab or the limo or whatever, and they're walking and they're stepping into a Lear, like first generation Learjet. Um, and it's actually yeah, I googled the hell out of it because one of Clay Lacey's no shit Learjets, you know. And um, you know, it's got the single window on the side. It's a real early version of it. So right away, I'm like, when I first saw the series air. I was like, man, I wonder if there's a model of that around. And I, this company IMC had one years back, you know, about the time the show, about the time the jet came out, like, you know. And so it's an old crappy kit, but I have a Hasegawa kit that I don't got my plan. Again, we all have the uh, grand plan and, you know, like, you know, oh, I'll route parts from this and, you know, because I want to build a nice version of that particular jet. And I'm like, and it was total a wild hair one. It was like, man, I just saw it in the scene and I was like, man, that's a cool looking jet. Let me see if there's a kit of it. And the next thing you know, there is. And I paid a ridiculous amount of money for this crappy ass kit because just because it's old. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it sits there and I'm like, I, I had it out a few weeks ago because I was going to roll into it. And, you know, I was like, oh, all right, uh, that, that's that's on my to do list for sure. But it's definitely one of those ones where it's like, if I hadn't seen that scene, I would have never bought it. You know, it would have never even come across my radar, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, you know, we all buy stuff like that, whether it be model kits or otherwise, you know, it's like, oh shit, look at that thing. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, you know, everybody's got to cross that bridge at some point. So I guess it's how you, when you're willing to, um, cross that bridge yourself. So I think I'm going to cross it here soon i'm gonna start i'm gonna start calling this uh stash down just a little bit <laughs> uh, yeah man i'm telling you just a bit why don't you guys come on over and take a look at my stash i got on my ping pong table and load up just might do that man and then all right in the meantime though up. guys just let me remind you there's a whole bunch of new cool kits coming out here pretty soon. This, <laughs> yep, there are. <laughs> All right. So anybody got any final comments before we sign off? No, I think Whitey just hit it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to those FM2s by Eduard, man. The Wildcats. Yeah, Wildcats. Nice. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. And before we go, I'd like to take this time to thank all of our sponsors. You know, our good friends at Tamiya, Sprue Brothers, Detail and Scale, Furball Aero Design, and Bases by Bill. And, of course, our listeners. Because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to make this show work. And so, you know, we thank you and we appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to listen to us on your bench or on your way to work or wherever you find time to get us in. So thank you again. All right. And before we go like to mention to our listeners that this is going to be the last episode of 2022. We're going to take our holiday break and we will be back at it in um, early January. So stand by and stay tuned. We'll have a whole new season, season three coming out. Season three trace already. I know third year. That's crazy, man. Isn't it? Yeah. Good times. Um, Yeah. I hope everybody out there has a uh, a Merry Christmas, a really good holiday season. And uh, you guys, you know, I hope uh, you and your families have a, a great a great December, great holiday, great Christmas. Happy New Year, all that stuff. It's been a yeah, fun Yeah, man, year. you too. 
been a fun year. Yeah, I would, I would say I hope, I hope everybody out there, number one, thank again, thanks everybody for listening and hope everybody has a great holiday, Christmas and New Year's, all that. And may you get sprues under the trees and no suits or clothes. <laughs> no blue suits. <laughs> no blue suits. <laughs> well, then, I guess until next time, everybody, you know, we thank you for making us a valuable part of your bench time or however you listen to us. And we hope you can join us for the next podcast. So until next year, it's funny kind of saying that, you know, until next year. But, you know, everybody take care. Be excellent to each other. Keep your sprues empty. And get out there and build something. Out from the geeks. Later. Merry Christmas, everybody. Right. Later, guys. Don't drink any yellow. Don't eat any yellow snow. (laughs) Or here's something to chew on. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie. No. <laughs> well, think on that one and we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. <laughs>